0: From over here. Just, yeah, I just, just, just got to crank one out before the show starts masturbating furiously over here in the corner.
1: <laughs> and welcome uh, to the show, everybody. <laughs> We're not going to do a better intro than that. We're that's never, We never do. That's basically Let's it. Let's go. Hey, everyone. Uh, this is the Atlanta Warhammer podcast, which you, you know that absolutely already from the first couple of seconds of 100%. the show. Uh, 100%. Uh, I'm Zach. I'm Josh. We're here. We have. We're uh, doing a book
0: review. We're we doing a it. book review. We did, we did it, guys. We have
1: got <laughs> Tyler, the creator's favorite army, because it's all about goblins. He, he does a song Goblins. He does. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, I um, just, but I, I, I just wasn't gonna dignify that with a response. Good. You shouldn't <laughs> So yeah, we we're talking about the gloom spike gets today. Um, and you've already maybe known something about them. Maybe you've heard of these guys before, but it's a really weird, fun army with a lot of cool lore. I wish somebody could tell us about it. Yeah. So why don't we cut over to Zach? From the deepest, foulest crannies of the realms emerge the Gloom Spike Gits, motley hordes of screeching greenskins and their fellow brutish troglodytes, who are more than capable of overrunning even the proudest armies of surface dwellers when the Bad Moon's glow fills the sky. The Gloomspike Gits are a vast and unruly conglomeration of greenskins and cave beasts who inhabit the deepest, dankest corners of the mortal realms. These maniacal hordes follow in the wake of the Bad Moon, a celestial body with some kind of sentience that essentially smashes its way through the mortal realms, doing whatever it wants. Though the best scholars in all of the realms have tried, no one seems to be able to predict the Bad Moon, except for Scragrot, the Loon King, the de facto leader of the Gloomspite Gits. Scragrot, a surprisingly competent git, has managed to not only figure out how to predict the moon, but also to bring the multiple different types of tribes of various creatures and monsters that make up the gits under one quote-unquote command structure. Like all creatures of destruction, Grots have a close connection to the realms, though their only interest is rendering these lands as clammy, grimy, and otherwise unpleasant to their foes as possible. The era of the beast has energized their hordes and put them on a collision course with the crusaders of Sigmar. And we're back. Thanks, hey. Zach. You're welcome. Also, thanks, Zach. Yeah, thanks to past Zach. Yes. Or future Zach. Uh, just Kang Zach is fine. Kang Zach? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This,
0: is, this bit has gone horribly off the road. It's already. completely gone, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh, we should anyway. shrink
1: it down <laughs> and ignore it entirely. Uh, yeah, so that's who the Gits are. Yes. But now we're going to talk about what you can do with them. And we've uh, we've decided that this is a really confusing book if you don't kind of know what you're getting into with this army. Yeah, because gets, it's. Gits looks like fun.
0: If yeah. you're seeing them on a box, like in a, in a bunch of boxes on the shelves, and you're like, oh, wow, so many options to choose from. Look at all those meatballs with teeth. Yeah, it's, it's a crazy assortment. They look fun and colorful and weird, all of which is true. Yes. Uh, but. There's a there's a lot. Gets is, is one of those armies that there's just there's a lot to kind of digest. Yeah, almost like not as much as uh, Stormcast, but similar in scope. It but feels like
1: with Stormcast uh, as opposed to Gets, you kind of are always playing Stormcast. Right. There's you, even if you're playing Mounted or Sacrosanct Chamber or Thunderstrike Chamber, like they're still gonna feel kind of like Stormcast. There's Gitz a little is, bit of similarity. Gets yeah. is like three and a half armies <laughs> kind of like Three and half? four and a half four and a half I, I would say four and yeah. a half armies it lures you in and it this was one of the ones that I think has the most distinction between like narrative play and competitive play right because narrative play you can absolutely just throw a bunch of stuff onto the table just have a wacky good time
0: nonsense across yeah. the board
1: and this book has actually fixed the problem in the previous book when you were doing soup which is like the keywords were very specific mm-hmm. now a lot more of them apply to everything right so if you want to bring some trogs and some gits and some squigs and you can you do know, that yeah you Some spiders, maybe
0: not. Uh, you're not bringing spiders, spiders. (laughs) you're bringing
1: one guy, the one spider shaman in here who's like 60 points or something, yeah, just uh, for the to get him and his spell and stuff, just for the spell, yeah.
0: Um, but no, yeah, I mean, ultimately, you're if you're gonna wind up doing competitive play, you're probably gonna be falling into one of a couple of the Giddish hordes that, yeah, uh, you would be. But before we even get to that, oh my gosh. We should probably uh, thank some sponsors.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's thank some sponsors. So, you know what I'm going to think I'm going to thank Llama Juice Painting first. Yeah. Because I'm thankful hey, for him. Justin. I'm thankful for I'm just thankful for him. I got to hang out with him at the comic book show wow. a little bit. Yeah, I got to see him in person. He's real. He's, He's a real, real guy. Person? Yeah, I haven't seen him in a while. He's yeah. covered in paint? Got to make sure. Uh, no, mostly body hair and smarm. Mm, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent choices. Crushed dreams. It's <laughs> <laughs> just, just sadness yeah. permeating yeah. <laughs> from all of his pores. Oh, man. He's going to come in here and just kick the shit out of us one day. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just it's, it's amazing
0: that he still sponsors this show. Yeah, yeah, really. Like, but well, he
1: does an amazing job painting models. So if you're out does. there, check out uh, Llama Juice Painting on Facebook or Instagram or go to our page and click on the links and stuff like that. He's and right there for you. He's right there. Get your models painted up really well. He's yeah. going to be uh, hopefully doing some more stuff for me. Uh, soon to do like corporate model painting and stuff. Ooh, like, ooh, I know, I know, like, very fancy. When they take a picture of it, and then that's the thing on the box. They for put, the put it on a little Lazy Susan for you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I don't know what it is. If you put a miniature on a Lazy Susan <laughs> and, and a blow some of, vape yeah, smoke yeah, at it, it's
0: just a little bit like a little bit of fog machine. <laughs> yeah, and then I, in
1: slow motion, I'm just some yeah. instant boner. You're I don't know like, why. <laughs>
0: that's
1: why I was masper- uh, masturbating furiously you, earlier. You know, that's <laughs> true. He was. You know what it is the toy commercials when we were kids. Oh yeah, they all they went yeah. all in. They were like driving cars through like dirt hills yeah. and ex- the Ninja Turtles had like the Technodrome was coming out of like this cave with red mist and yeah. stuff. I think that's why we like such dynamic wargaming things because we want to play the commercials when the kids, you know, and they yeah. looked like they were having a great fun. They, they
0: did. They looked like they were having a, gra- a grand old time. Look man, my greatest dream of mine when I was a child was to was to climb to top of the Craghammer. All right? That was all I wanted. That's all I wanted. <laughs> I, like, I don't know they're like, what
1: did you want to do? What did you want to be when you grow up? I wanted to be on Guts. <laughs> yes, I w- I wanted to be slimed. I I think one of my greatest dreams was to be on all that. Oh yeah, yeah. So kind of similar thing. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to be in the Nickelodeon yeah. sphere of somewhere stuff. Somewhere yeah. in that Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah just to you know be a failed stand-up comedian, or maybe one of the two successful ones that got out of that show and. Went on to his stuff. What? Cast of all that, if you're out there, uh, drop us doing? a line. What, are you come do? On the what show? do you do with these? What's your these favorite digits? Warhammer army? Yeah. <laughs> talk to us. Yeah, talk to us. Uh, who else sponsors this show? Uh, the Gigabytes
0: Cafe in yeah, Marietta, right. Georgia.
1: We got this stuff from somewhere.
0: We we certainly did. Uh, if you, too, would like to get your Gitz minis, um, and you don't happen to be in the Marietta area, you can go to Gigabytes online and buy all your stuff there.
1: Yes. Yeah, They ship, they ship it. worldwide. They'll even still do uh, curbside delivery if you're in that much of a hurry to get your Boing Grotz. That is. come out. Quick. Although, quick, I will quick. say this, they may not have Boingrats anymore, because one side of this army, uh, it's got <laughs> a little bit of an errata, mm. and so it's not nearly as crazy as it was, uh, and that's kind of the good thing about our show, Josh, and I'm going to tell you this right now, every other podcast I listen to comes out before the errata to get in charge, like in front, uh-huh. and I love you guys, but we're the ones that actually get to talk about the full book, <laughs> because we wait, because we, we wait, we. because we know there's going to be mistakes, <laughs> and it's not and that it's, we're behind.
0: It's not because we're poor at planning.
1: No, that's certainly not it. It's because we planned yeah. to be poor at planning. So, yeah. Uh, g- g- if you're, Certain items might not be there. You'll never see a Gabapalooza on the shelf ever again, I think. I yeah. think that unit has just skyrocketed to, like, way... It's auto include in so much stuff at this point. But, yeah, check them out. And if you want to, like, listen to podcasts and maybe start your own, you should check out Blueberry Podcasting. They host this show. Uh, they do all kinds of really cool analytics and stuff. Their analytics, if you're super nerdy... Into that kind of stuff is crazy. You know, we have a 79% retention rate for the entire episode of our show. So there's 21% of, you of there.
0: people that are dipping out of our show at some point.
1: At some point, but they're dipping out after the halfway mark. And considering yeah. I usually dip out in the first 10 minutes of actually recording the show, I'm really impressed. Stunning. Like, thank you. Truly. To, thank like, you to all thank of you. you for your, thank you for your listening. Thank you for leaving us on for your animals when you're at the mall or something. <laughs> Hopefully at this point we've created enough content that I like to call us the waiting room show. Oh yeah. Yeah, you could just throw us on in like a waiting room or something.
0: Well, what are, how many episodes have we done now? Like 55? This is 54. 54? I Man. Think. So and if each episode is averages about 2 hours, we have over 100 hours of content. For you to put on for your animals to listen to and scream <laughs> along with us. Your
1: animals will be so bad at Age of Sigmar by the time they finish this show. So they're gonna have a lot of opinions about Gwyneth Paltrow around a year ago mm-hmm, or so. Mm-hmm, yeah, they're gonna mm-hmm. do all our old bits. It'll Look, be great. man, cats have gotten really good at six-inch moves. That's true. I'm just—I I still want to do a Warhammer game with the cats are like on the table, yeah. and it's like, well, the cat bit that that uh, guy and took him off the table. its, that it's that like counts. golf. You have to—you
0: have to play. Uh, you have to play it where it lies.
1: To play on <laughs> you gotta play around the cat. <laughs> Oh man! All right, so yeah, so those are our sponsors. Those are our We're the show. Right do- before we dive into this book, KO stuff. Oh my I know you're god! I'm no uh, so excited. I'm, already- you know what I'm most excited about? The start collecting box comes with a boat that's not the shit one. Yeah, it's, yeah I know. Well, <laughs> it's not the not the shit one. It's just
0: the smallest one. Yeah. you get you what? get a
1: start collecting box with the medium sized shit. I like that. That's great. I, when I say shit, I probably don't, I don't mean rules because I honestly don't know which one of them is better. I'm sure they all have their variable situations. I'm- but when I want to play KO, and I don't because I painted all of yours now. Uh, I want to paint the big boats with all this stuff on them. The little ones are kind of like, I've just finished up painting the rest of them, and they're, mm-hmm. they're a little boring after yeah. the first one. After like, the first eight? Yeah. There's not a ton you can do with them either. Like, the guys are kind of locked into the position. Yeah. The bigger ones, you can put a guy hanging off or, you know, have more fun with Paint Paintbrushes, beer cans. Yeah, they do come with the beer cans and stuff, yeah. too, which I love. Yeah.
0: yeah they, you know, they have little, little customization options on them. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm super stoked. I originally thought, whenever this podcast comes out, who knows, uh, but I originally thought the book was actually out last week. Mm-hmm. And so I sent my sister to the store to get it for me. And then she was like, it doesn't come out until the following week. And I was very sad. Um, well, that means it's out now. It does mean that it's out now. I, I Well, tomorrow, because we're yes. recording on a Friday. That's right, yes. And so it's street legal tomorrow.
1: But you probably won't hear this until, until the it's following, already out. So it's yeah. already <laughs> it's out already by out. the time that you're listening
0: to this, because I don't think Zach's going to get this podcast out tonight.
1: I absolutely am not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm going to go home.
0: That makes sense. So, uh, and I think the model comes out, too.
1: Yeah, the rose lawyer. Oh my <laughs> they, god, yeah.
0: The dude, dude was, was just the dude that has an entire library is a uh, backpack <laughs> and a
1: and a speaker. He's yeah. got like speakers as well. I love that they are just absolutely trolling their own people. Uh-huh. Because this guy is the um actually model in, in one of the most um actually armies and I'm with like with the I'm most um actually to... rules it ever. It is. <laughs> it's they exactly great. know. They knew exactly doing. what they were doing and I love them for it. I do too. I'm a little I'm only a little sad because I kind of was hoping with a KO like Pie in the sky release. if They're going to do a KO refresh. Mm-hmm. You got plenty of heroes. There's almost too many heroes in that army now. Where you they, just, they did, we did go from like
0: three heroes, ever to now like seven. Yeah, <laughs> and,
1: and I don't think that all of them necessarily are all useful. So you end up it's like you know trying to pick which one. I would have loved to see a kit that goes into the ship kit like they did with King Broad. That gives you more stuff to do with like your ironclad. Like maybe customization options or stuff like that, different guns, even if they're not reflected in the rules necessarily, like kit bashing those ships for you was so much fun. I want them to encourage more of that. There is one for the new
0: rules, and I think where you can elect one of the ships to be so-and-so's ship. Mm -hmm. I don't remember exactly how it functions because I haven't looked at the full rules for it, but I do believe there is something along those
1: lines in that with one of the hero characters. Okay, So if he's the one from the book... Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about because I think that uh, rerolling ones actually ran. That, yeah, I think I mean, if if not, go check them out anyway. They're an awesome channel and cool people. Somebody somewhere did a battle report yeah. on this, we, but we, I think they yeah. had that guy. They in had there. that
0: guy in there, and it had like you get to like elect one of the ships to be like his ship type of thing, and it's it yeah. like a special. Or That's kind of like cool. That. Yeah, it's like a narrative. It's like yeah. a narrative d- uh, device. Yeah. So that, anyway. that
1: means the rest of the book is what's going to break the system again. Correct. As as per <laughs> traditional, because that, that is how it works. There's KO two books. Is The litmus test, baby. There's two books that always. Come out with just an insane and Lumineth was. We didn't know that that was going to be that way when it came out, Uh, and that was honestly just a nightmare of COVID and all that kind of stuff. There's two books that come out always, and they always seem to just throw the balance completely sideways until kind of everything settles down. Ko is always one of them because it's a shooting army in a non-shooting game, right? So obviously balance is a little hard to figure out.
0: It is the most forty k of the AOS armies. (laughs) You literally
1: have Marines with guns. Yeah, like we joke (laughs) about Sigmarines, but you have actual Marine Mm. keywords. Uh, and the other one that usually breaks things in a hilarious way, we're holding in our hands. It's the one
0: that we're talking about today. Right now.
1: Because last time, I don't know if you remember, I don't know if it was when the book came out or when the new handbook came out in 3.0, but somebody ran a goblin boss or something yeah. and did basically uh, an insane amount it of was, mortal wounds. It
0: was, uh, I think he had figured it out where it was like an unlimited number of mortal wounds that he was able to deal out and basically, because he could just cycle it until he yeah. killed whatever he was killing. So he could kill one unit or you know hero every turn didn't matter yeah. there's nothing you could do against it
1: and and luckily there's nothing in this book that is just as ridiculous as a bunch of squigs taking out Archeon. no not, not at, at all. all definitely not a 30 pack of squigs doing 20 mortal wounds on a charge and then running away and doing another 10 uh-huh. on average
0: yeah that's, that's fine <laughs> nothing like that <laughs> that's in
1: there. fine so why don't we talk about this book a little bit? Now yeah. that we, we teased, we buried the lead on all the, the fun lead. stuff right. in here. so
0: we'll start off with the Giddish hordes. Yeah. In that there are five of them. And this five. Is five!
1: Five. Giddish Four hordes.
0: Four and a half. Four and a half, because one of them is your legends, yeah. almost.
1: it's real close. Uh, this is page 70 if you're going to be, you know, If you're following, following. along at home. Yeah, yeah. If you've got your oh. book out and maybe you've got a, like, a little glass of Chardonnay or something. You've cif- oh, you got a got fireplace, Yeah, a cigar. Yeah, a, yeah. a bearskin rug. bearskin rug.
0: Th- that's not actual real bear. No, no. It, it's, you know.
1: It's just... actually made from shaved bears from that Atlanta club we went to that one time. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Totally different. Totally different thing. Yeah. <laughs> just as hairy and comfortable. So let's talk about some Giddish hordes. Yeah. Uh, we got, so there's, these are these are your sub factions. Um, mm-hmm. And unlike normal sub factions where, although they've been a lot better at this, where there's like, here's the one or two you're going to pick. This one is kind of keyed into what you want to do if you want to be super, if you want to have a very specific. So do you just want to go and like, Take turns reading of us. Yeah, we'll just, what? Take,
0: we'll, just, we'll just run yeah. them back and
1: forth. Why don't you tell us about the King's Gits? Yeah, the King's Gits. So, uh, their special ability is that if
0: you command a King's Gits army, you can reroll the dice roll uh, when using the Bad Moon's Loonshine's Moon Clan layer ability.
1: And here we have the very first example in this book of the fact that when you read something, you have to then go find a page 38 pages back. Two. So, I'm going to try to do that oh, <laughs> while yeah. you read the While rule. I read the thing. So. What that does um, if people are talking what was it, which one is it it's the moon clan it's layers the, yeah it's the moon that's clan the layers. one that lets you bring back on a four up a replacement unit that's been fully destroyed with yep. half the strength correct so that basically means you get two chances on that four up roll that's pretty decent very nice yeah if you've got a lot of little guys that's a really good thing to do the king's gets is the is your horde yes Army it's also if you're going to
0: play a horde this is this is probably the one that you're going to wind up doing it under
1: it also applies to Everybody, so you could actually pick this, and then just use trogs or spiders. It's better for spiders. Than it's a actually spider yeah, wouldn't. it is okay. Yeah. E- anyway, anyway. <laughs> anyway, but anyway,
0: um. So well, then the body. I'll just you know, I'll I'll re- I'll read them all. That's, okay. Then you can then you can fact check and provide the uh, the information on the backside. I'll do the we're, color we're, we're fi- yeah, we're figuring this out. We're figuring this out on the fly, guys. Yeah. Uh, d- d- don't worry about this. The next one in the here is bad snatchers. Uh, they are the harbingers of the everdank. Each time a casting roll is made for a friendly Bad Snatchers Moon Clan wizard, if that wizard is wholly within nine inches of any other friendly Bad Snatchers Moon Clan wizards, you can re-roll one of the dice in that casting roll. That's, that's really nice. That's you're pretty gonna solid. Bring a heavy magic meta
1: yeah. type of thing. There is um, So the good thing about this is uh, it does not, like, not take out Scrag Rot. Right, so he's already got really good spells, and on the off chance you miss his spell cast, which I believe is a three, mm-hmm. you can at least try it again. Right. This also helps you just not roll double ones and bork your whole turn. Uh, the the
0: thing that I actually like the most about this ability is that you get to choose one of the dice in the, in the casting of the re, uh, in the re-roll of the cast. Right. So it's not a full It's not like a full re-roll. Like most re-rolling casts are, you know, oh if you missed it, you just re-roll both dice to try and get it. Yeah. This one is like, oh, if you got like a six and a one. Reroll the one. You just reroll the one. You get to keep the six and then try it again so that you could maybe get, like, you might get a 12, might get a seven, but you got a chance at it. You at it. least have that
1: chance. Yeah. I have to immediately errata myself. I have a uh, previously on this show, we stated that you could use that ability with Scragrot. Uh, we would like to correct that. You actually can't because he's locked into King Skits. Oh, right. Yes, because he's the king. Because he's the king. You know, as I was saying it, I was can't like, get the bad that doesn't sound yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Which is actually interesting, now that I hear that, because we'll find out as we go through, a couple of the Wizards are locked in to subclasses that are not Bad Snatchers. Right. So that actually might not be as cool as we want, but once again, it applies to just anybody. All of these apply to basically any of them.
0: Yeah. Now we get into more specific ones. Right. So, Jaws of Mork, they have the Crushing gobs. Uh, add one to the attacks characteristic of fang-filled gobs, massive fang-filled gobs, and huge fang-filled gobs used by friendly Jaws of Mork squig units if they made a charge move in the same turn. This is for your squig horde.
1: Yeah, I'm still waiting for the, uh, the Claws of Mindy so I can run the Jaws of Mork Claws of Mindy team. So you can have it working Mindy? Yeah, get that Nanu Nanu's yeah. out there. <laughs> uh, so, that was a joke for, like, the 60s. Um... That sixties of our listeners like that are in their 60s. yeah they're in their sixties yeah. yeah so this one's really good
0: yeah this is great this is fucking great <laughs> just, just, like this, just, this is
1: amazing just hundred percent everybody it's a bite it's all the bite attacks yeah. on the squigs which and they, is actually the part that hits better on squigs anyway most of the time yes yeah. uh, because it's being ridden by an idiot with a stick like right. the, the squigs <laughs> do the damage the squigs would do the damage it's and not this the guy gives you another attack. That's important to remember because this book just craps out plus ones to hit and plus ones to like do stuff and minus ones to hit. So attacks are also really good because you can stack attacks. Yes. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> We're going to find some fun stuff in here.
0: That we are. Now we go on to Glog's Megamob. Uh, this is a monstrous regeneration. Each time a friendly Glogs megamog Trogoth unit fights after all of its attacks have been resolved, the effect of its regeneration or greater, regen- greater regeneration ability is triggered. This is awesome for Trogherd. If you are a Trogherd player, Zach, yes. um, <laughs> you know you know that your greater regeneration usually happens in
1: the hero phase. Oh, but it happens twice now.
0: Now it happens twice. Hmm, it happens in the hero phase and now at the end of combat. By the way, guess what happens right after the, after the end of combat?
1: Would it be the battle shock phase?
0: Uh, it's the battle shock phase, and then it and then it rolls over to the hero
1: phase. To the hero phase, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's oh, and look, the regeneration on all the trunks at the start of the hero phase. The hero phase, not your hero phase. The hero phase. Yeah, yeah. You also. I'm looking at this after its attacks have been resolved. Doesn't say on your turn.
0: It's, constantly it's healing. Constantly healing. I'm so excited for dude, Trogherd. Trogherd? <laughs> Like, if there's one thing that got, like, that I was reading through, I was like, wow, this got a hell of a lift. Yeah. It's Troghurd. Troghurd, because, so, like, Boingrot Bounders and, like, the Squig armies, always good. That was always a good... Forget, I think pretty horde, solid, yeah. yeah. Horde unit of gets, always good. Troghurd, it was like, well, if you play this, if you want to, like, have fun troggies.
1: Yeah. Trogs are nasty now. They had that White Dwarf update that was Glogg's Mega Mob, but yeah. it wasn't this ability, and it helped bring them to a middle ground... But trogs have the thing of no Galatian champions. Uh, they weren't able to do veterans. Mm-hmm. Like they don't usually interact with the rules too much, right? Like gargants, and so this just helps them stay on the table longer, which is what they need. Yeah, because trogs just need to be in the way, killing stuff, because they hit stuff really freaking hard. Oh my god, do they hit stuff? Yeah. Really when we get hard. to their battle,
0: when we get to their war scrolls, like they, it's they have some of they have like
1: like gargant level punching power See, <laughs> it is hilarious to me how many times when I was back playing the old Tragoth which is comparable in damage that the old Dankhold Tragoth I think his old damage was like d6 yeah and you would just sometimes crank like 12 damage yeah. off of one hit and just send <laughs> just, like 10 Stormcast flying into the air just, something which would just be made into a fine mist with <laughs> a guy on like a 50 mil base uh-huh. who doesn't even look like a monster and is technically not a monster unless right. you choose to make him one right yeah it's just so silly It's just silly and really gross. I
0: my, I might become becoming a Do you a want trogger. to play with my trog? I, tra- yeah, I want to play with your Trogs. It's always
1: really fun to play with. Yeah. And oh boy, am I so glad I invested in the pukey ones. Because they were my favorite and they used to not be the good ones. But yeah. now oh, the Vomit oh, Boys are back, There baby. we go. And then finally. Finally. The, uh, the next page. The Gittish, all right. On the so we're orders. on this. Oh, come <laughs> on.
0: We got to do this for Justin. Justin has a spider army.
1: Yeah. I just want you to have to read this thing. It's a fucking. <laughs> this is a word soup of nonsense.
0: Grim Scuttle Giddish horb. All right. Through the Cacks, they creep. During deployment, if any friendly Grim Scuttle Skitterstrand Arachnorox have been set up in ambush as reserve units using the Ambush from beyond ability, and instead of setting up another friendly Grim Spiderfang Spider Fang unit, you can place that unit to one side and say that it will join a friendly Grim Skitterstrand Skitter Strand <laughs> and ambush as a reserve unit. Up to two units can join each friendly Grim Skitterstrand Skitter Strand as a reserve unit. You shut your <laughs> whore mouth over there! <laughs> when a friendly Grim Skitterstrand <laughs> Skitter Strand Arachnurak is set up on the battlefield for the first time, set up all units that join it wholly within twelve inches of it, and more than nine inches from all enemy units.
1: I did it. Oh, you know what that is? He can he can bring some friends. He can when he deep bring strikes. friends. Yeah, yeah it's it's, fucking... a, it's a it's a it's a it's a horde deep strike. This ability has been around since like I mean Nurgle could do it because uh what's his face Lord of the Blight um, Blight Fleet could bring them in. Yeah, and like it's it's always they, the wording for this thing. You can bring in some buddies when you deep strike. It gets more and more confusing, <laughs> so... but it's the same concept. Yeah. As, When you put the spider, you can deep strike the arachnid spiders, the big guys. You can instead go, okay, I'm going to bring another spider fang unit, put it to the side, and he pops up. You can bring two guys. There's a trick here that I don't actually see in the errata uh, that I'm going to check, where I think you can actually, if you can do enough. um... Oh, no, they did change it. All right. So you you can't quite trick it out anymore. But I think you can actually get three spiders because they have to be wholly within 12 and more than nine from enemy units. Yeah. But I think you can actually get it. You have to have the perfect setup. Like there cannot be a single nurgling over there blocking you out. But you could have three spiders pump in. I don't know that you'd want to when we get to their war scroll. I don't think they're the best part of that army, which is sad because they're really cool looking. Yeah. You know, honestly, they're not worth it. But if you want to, if you have a bunch of spiders, it's kind of a neat thing. Yeah. You know? It's a neat. It's a neat neat ability. You can have them pop up and bring like a couple of the spider rider groups with yeah. you and send them off to die somewhere. I mean, every <laughs> every if you're bringing spiders, they're going to die. Oh yeah, yeah. If you're bringing spiders, I think you've already admitted that you would like to lose, but have the potential to spike hilariously like twice, <laughs> and maybe just do something really silly, like have your guy on a spider kill like Archeon right. with poison damage, and then that's it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Just just a bunch of neurotoxin. Basically, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're jumping back now, uh, moving yeah. over to page sixty-four. So we've moved back because we wanted to get through the um. Gets the through gets, it. yeah the gets we wanted to get through the giddish hordes, mm-hmm. uh, so that way we could talk about all those. So that way we can actually talk about the stuff that actually well not matters but the things that apply to everybody right. Yes. So everybody
1: cares about the bad mood. Everyone cares. The bad mood is your thing in this army. Yes, it's your thing. It's you got thing. that and the shrine. You don't technically have to bring the shrine, but oh my god, why would you? Why would bring you not the bring shrine? the
0: moon, the the loon shrine? Yeah,
1: I could see some of the faction terrain sometimes. Like the corn one is like, if you don't bring a priest, who cares? Yeah, uh, I don't even have the uh, the pizza oven in my fire slayers list because I would never use it. Right. I proxied it and I'm like, I don't I don't fucking use this thing. So I am not even gonna bring it. It takes up space in the box. Um, and it's useless. Don't don't leave this at home. Yeah, don't <laughs> it's leave super important trying... to your entire army.
0: Yeah. The so the Bad Moon's orbit is just a thing that happens. Like yes. you don't even have to like. There's not like a. There's no model representation of it.
1: Although most people use like a token of some variety too, or the the one endless spell they used to use. But now that endless spell is really good. So yeah. sorry everyone so, that converted that into a, into a moon. Now you need the spell again. Yeah.
0: So you're probably so the moon. Yeah, the moon's orbit just kind of happens. It starts in your territory, uh,
1: yeah, unless actually, you're
0: playing against another
1: gets player. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, let, uh picks. Oh, actually, you can have it start anywhere. You pick the one large quarter of the battlefield uh, and have it place that's the location. So you can have it start across the battlefield and come towards you. I don't know why you would want to. I don't know why you would want to. But there's some ways to manipulate it in here. So maybe if you're planning to, like, deep strike a bunch of stuff on the back line and you want to make sure your spiders are under the moon for better poison or something, it's possible. It's possible. 99% of the time, you're going to put it where your corner
0: is. Yeah, it's going to start with you. Yeah. And then each round, you roll a dice to see if the bad moon continues to move or if it stays. Yes. And it's on a four-up, it moves. And on a uh, under four, it stays. Yes. And what you want, ultimately, is for the bad moon
1: to move to the center, and then not and then move- hang And hang out. And then just fucking hang yeah. out and not move the rest of the game. What you don't it, want is what the old moon could do, where it starts in one corner, then you roll bad, and it shoots all the way across the table and just fucking leaves. Yeah. <laughs> and then you don't- and then you don't have it anymore,
0: because once the bad moon's off the table, it's off the He's table. He's left. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... Yeah. So the and then the moon has multiple different uh, has effects for you for your army. Yes. The, and this is true for all gets. Just it just does stuff. Yeah. Right?
1: And this is the, a good thing as well with like the synergies and stuff we talked about where you're you're a lot less keyword locked in because the moon is going to benefit everybody in some way. So if you've got a soup army, the moon is still important. Yeah. Uh, and there are ways to manipulate this that are really easy to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Rock. So like you'll probably at least be able to guarantee two turns in the middle if you've built your list correctly, which means that you are going one through three, basically being under the light of the moon. That's what, like, four and five turns, that's when it gets really dicey, because if you don't have a way to control it, you might have to, like, kind of chase it across the table, right. but maybe at that point you've already won. Or might you've be. lost so bad it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, yet. yeah. So
0: there's four ways that the moon affects you, right? Yes. You ready for these? I'm ready. You have the Frothing Zealots. If a friendly moon clan unit receives the rally command while it is affected by the light of the bad moon, you return one slain model to the unit that receives the command for each four up instead of a six. So that's really nifty, right? That is. Because it's basically a rally, um, but it's mm-hmm. on a four up instead of a six up. Mm-hmm. Super handy.
1: You know, you know Boingrot Bounders count as moon clan. They, they do. I'm going to keep hinting at Boingrot Bounders <laughs> because when I reveal what they can do later on, it's mm-hmm, going to be like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that that's is n- very good. That's the first
0: one. So that's, that's for your hordes or for your Boingart bounders if you would like to go that direction as well. But it, again, it affects what, as, long as, it's, as long as it's Moon Clan, just has to have the keyword Moon Clan. This is on your battle scrolls mm-hmm. or your war scrolls, uh, not in your faction or whatever doodad yeah. you took.
1: Which is everything but Trogs and Spiders, is pretty much Moon Clan. I'm going yeah. through right now. It's like, yep, yeah, m- squigs are all Moon Clan. Obviously, class. Moon Clan is Moon, Moon Clan.
0: Clan. Goblins. It's all kinds of stuff. All Good kinds stuff. of stuff. Uh, so then there's a lunar squig ability. Uh, so while gloom spike gets squig units are affected by the light of the bad moon, they can attempt a charge even if they ran in the same turn. That's super handy because
2: yeah. they
0: did they get they already have an incredible move. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and then you can add a d6 to it on their run, mm-hmm. and then they get to charge.
1: So they're just going to be all up in your business. They are going to be, and uh, if only one of them, uh, oh, look at this. If it made a charge, I'd add one to its damage and increase, increase the rend by one. Look at that. Look yeah, at that kind of stuff that. that's in here. Yeah. yeah. I wonder why you would be wanting to do that. Mm. Can't imagine why. What, what great synergies. Yeah. Where yeah. you can
0: just run and then charge and then get plus one to damage and, mu- and plus one to rend. Yeah. That's super oh, handy.
1: Only plus one to only damage? Plus one. Sir, yeah. you have not opened the rest of the no, book yet. No, no, no. <laughs> it, it
0: gets higher. It gets, it, gets, it, gets, it gets more nasty. Then you have Moonlight Hyde. Uh, add one to save rolls for attacks that target Gloomspite gets Trogoth units while they are affected by the Light of the Bad Moon.
1: That uh, is uh, also super nice. Nat- that's s- fucking stupid. I'm going to be <laughs> honest. As a Troggerd player, <laughs> that's stupid. It's it's Petrifix. You're just giving me a free plus one. I never have to do an Arcane Shield or Mystic Shield. I never have to worry about all uh, defense. And unless I want to block out in. Dorin. Yeah, Trogs are 4-up save naturally, right? Uh yes, except yeah. for the no they're all four ups yeah, yeah. they're all four ups yeah so that takes them to a three up three up regenerating twice if you've run the mollogs correct thing yeah It's <laughs> <That's> real nasty <laughs> when I saw that I was, I was like, like huh I really looked at it and thought God that's gonna get eroded because that's just it's just fix yeah. again I don't think but, it is
0: I genuinely do not think that it, will get it eroded didn't. yeah it it just will not get eroded trogs
1: trogs are out there guys get them yeah. get some trogs
0: um well especially because of the rend. That kind of things, like, because there's a lot of there's a lot of rend out there right now, right? Beast of Chaos Uh, are
1: walking around with some fives, yeah, which is bananas, which is just
0: (laughs) nuts, so, so you can still like, you know, because your plus one to saves can stack, like you can't get like plus two to save, right? But you can have additional pluses to your save to negate additional rend.
1: Yeah, you can counteract enough rend that it doesn't matter. I mean, even just. Even if you don't care anything about that, yeah, with double regeneration on big chunky models who can already take the hits, one of them have some of them have ward saves already, and then you add this in, it's uh-huh. like they're just not going to leave. Just not going to die, it's just going to be on the table yeah. unless your opponent focus fires them. And if you've got a bunch of three men, I'm obviously into the trog part of this. If you've got multiple three man units of that and you've set them up correctly. It's the Charybdis strategy, baby. They just can't get through them fast enough to do anything. Except, like a Charybdis, the Trogs are also killing them.
0: Right, because the Trogs can actually do like, damage. Yeah, just the trucks do damage. They can't do anything.
1: And they take up roughly, I mean, there's three big guys on, I think, yeah. 40s or 50, I don't remember, but they're, they're bigger. They're big. Bases. They're big. They're, so they they're can, chunkies. Like, kind of spread and block off uh, a pretty good lane. God, they're good. And then when they die, you get two back because yeah. you round up. Yeah. So good. Yeah.
0: So good. Anyway, all right. And then the final one. This is for the Spider Fang Venoms. Um, while Spider Fang units are affected by the light of the bad moon, their Spider Venom ability causes mortal wounds on an unmodified roll of 5 plus instead of a 6.
1: Neat. Neat. I mean, <laughs> listen, Spider Fang players, that's how you're going to win games. Is You're going to have to manipulate the moon, and you're going to just try to do try and, and Just do mortal wounds. Just mortal wound by 33% the chance
0: place. at your mortal wounds, although it's a 5 plus, so you can't affect it. Greater than,
1: yeah. Although I don't know if there's another way in this the, book to do that. I don't that. know. If the, I, don't, I, I, don't th- I don't. I don't. I haven't found that. But there is. There are ways to make like your general do double mortal wounds with mm. the venoms. I mm-hmm. think that's in there. um There's ways to to do a pretty good hit. Like I said, there's with spiders. You kind of hope for like one or two big spikes on this yeah. to kill things you want. But the rest of the army doesn't have much else to help out with that. Yeah. So I could see maybe some spider stuff coming in to help. Like because and once again, if you've got all these things in your unit in your army. It applies to all. It applies of them. To all. You don't have to like pick one or anything. Yeah, it's just it just across the board. This is they they got the keyword. They get this thing. Yeah, congratulations to them. Good job, you guys. I'm so happy because it is it's fun to play with a soup army with Gits, And the last book really siloed you. This one silos you if you want to be competitive, but also lets you do it for funsies, which I appreciate. Yeah, I just because I, I have some. Oh my god, I can almost see them over there. There's a box of squigs and goblins over there that I don't use, but I'm like, yeah, I might throw a couple in and just kind of see. You know, yeah, a little little flavor. Yeah. Do some different things. Honestly, when we get to, like, some of the stats on, like, the squig herd and stuff, it it almost feels like every army needs to have a squig herd screen at this point in here. And I I feel like I said that on the last one. But, like, they're so utilitarian, and now they just do a lot more damage, too. Yeah. Kind of feel like you just go get a couple and just have them in your army. When they die, you don't care because you kind of want them to flee and do damage, and then they, you know, you bring them back if you want to. Yeah. They stick around the shrine, maybe, and guard it or something. They just do stuff. Yeah they just do stuff that's what this army this army just does,
0: does stuff. stuff yeah, yeah it just things just happen uh they also this army has some different heroic actions and some different monstrous rampages jack yeah. would you like to take us through those heroic let actions and rampages let me tell you rampages? about
1: my, my dank bosses here Ooh. i got some dank you ever some bosses. Dank bosses all right so this is a heroic action for Spike gets heroes you can carry out one of on the table instead of the other ones um so your first one beckon the lunatic hordes ah lunatic with two o's uh, <laughs> uh. Only a Moon Clan hero, affected by the light of the bad moon, can carry out this heroic action. This hero can immediately issue the rally command up to three times without a command point being spent. Each unit that receives it must be a different friendly Moon Clan unit. That makes sense. You can't just triple tap one (laughs) unit and be like, get back up, get back up, get back up, get back up. (laughs) But three units, it's a a heroic action. Yep. So it cannot be countered. Correct. It's three units for no CP, and if they're Moon Clan, it's a four-up. I you can't see right now, but I'm doing the mind blown thing <laughs> because I'm like that's so good. It's if you're running hordes, so good for you're hordes, constantly putting them back. This is a so, death army. <laughs> is what's happened here. He really
0: has, because so, so the the size of those because if I remember right, the size of those clan, like the of the smaller clans can get up to like sixty units, right? Yes, they're twenties,
1: yeah. and you can triple reinforce them as battle lines, so that could be sixty. So it's 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, which you could just be like, hell yo
0: uh we're going to rally and we're going to run uh we're going to r- cuz and your rally is just
1: 375 points for 60 of them. Yeah. So Six. you could legit put three sets of 60 you're over a grand a little bit. And you got you can't do three sets of 60. Oh cuz of the yeah, you can cuz tr- of the re yeah. So you can do a 60, a 40 and a 40. Yes. Yeah. Still still. <laughs> so you're under 1000 points and you have 140 wounds that is going to be regenerating and rallying and if it dies all the way you bring back you bring 30 back or 20 of, of them. <laughs> yeah. The, you, know
0: what, you know what the problem is with, the, with this strategy? Buying and painting all those you're gifts. Bingo, baby! <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Luckily, they're little and uh, they are... boy is slap applicable oh, to these gonna guys. you're going to slap the shit out of these things. These fall right under my Skaven Pestilens where it's like they look fine in a horde. Yeah. Do not pick one up. Don't, they, don't pick don't one up, look, look at
0: it individually. They all look vaguely the same.
1: Yeah. It looks like a mass of dirty rats, a mass of dirty goblins, yeah. you know. they're it's fine. fine.
0: But that's really good. That's really it's good. It's really good.
1: I wonder if we're going to read a bunch of really good ones out of these 4 and one of them is going to be hilariously stupid. <laughs> Let's go. I almost feel like we should save that one. Yeah. Uh okay. Oh, so and
0: so and uh, so uh, yeah, that is a um yeah, they can issue the rally command. So you yeah. can't do you can't do a second rally. But it doesn't really, matter. It, again, it's, it's a heroic action. It just freaking happens, man.
1: Yeah, it doesn't really matter because you've got three units that you're going to do it to. Now, obviously, they have to be out of combat, but we'll talk about that a little bit later because when you have this many units and they die this fast, you can die out of combat and then <laughs> just, rally and then just go back into combat. Uh-huh. Like, uh, one guy I was listening to was talking about basically doing a long string because they're on 25, so you can still conga line a little bit. You have to double layer it dying on one end and using it to kind of reinforce move to the other end or reinforce the other side. Yeah, cuz when you're putting them back, I think it has to be back next to one that did not come back previously like on that same turn. Like you can't string forward, right. but if you have enough on the back, you can kind of just do a little layer make it a three stack yeah. around and just go in a different direction. I was always thinking of
0: like how you could if you ran like in like four lines mm-hmm. of them because they're on the 25, so it's like because you have to be 3 inches outside basically at the edge. Yeah. But if you run it like is like a almost like columns and so the first co- like basically the front end of a column dies and then it just comes back on
1: the back side. Yeah. That's how I run Aussie Arc. Yeah. If you put the guys that regenerate the units near the front and they just throw them on the back yeah, and you just, just throw keep them going. Back and just keep, keeps. Once again, if you're playing Gits, it's a treadmill. It's <laughs> a death army. It is. <laughs> it is. Uh, but if you're deciding like, ah that sounds like a lot of fun but oh my god, the amount of math that and work and stuff. So, so much work. And bringing that many models to a table. What would
0: you like to do with try? what would you like to do with your other heroic action? Possibly? I'd like to wade and smash. Ooh.
1: I so, like smashing. Yeah, and usually I like smashing, waiting.
0: Usually smashing and bashing.
1: No, uh, yeah, I like waiting. Usually Wilson, but I'll take this too. Uh, only a dank hold trog boss within three inches of an enemy unit can carry out this heroic action. That's fine. You want them there anyway. Uh, the dank hold trog boss can make a six-inch move, but <laughs> must finish the move within three inches of any enemy units. At the end of that move, roll a dice for every enemy unit within one inch on a two-up. It takes D three mortal wounds. The damage is not necessarily as important on this. Yeah, No, not at all. The fact <laughs> that you just reposition. In the hero in the hero phase, six inches closer to something else. You're still in combat, but if you've got a hero, you got like your line of five vindictors and a squishy hero behind them. And they've successfully blocked out this guy. No, they he, haven't. <laughs> in the hero phase, he just quicksilvers around behind, and is just ready to then yeah. do another three inch pile in and start smashing. The, the number of times I've thought about like how gr- a two inch range, too, yeah. So
0: how gross that is in like most map setups. Because a lot of times you're like, oh, it's like, I'm fighting here, but then there's actually, like, a more important fight that's happening over here. You can just be in that fight now. Yeah. Yeah, you can just be like, you know what? I don't really care about this fight. I actually care about that fight. And that fight's closer to the point. So I'm just going to move this dude to that point. And knock the shit out of that thing. Yeah,
1: wouldn't it be cool if there was some way to make your Dankhold Trog boss also a monster, so you would then get to move him, have him count more on the objective, and then also get a monstrous action on oh, top of this? Weird. It's almost like you can a hundred percent do that. Yeah, boy, howdy. I'm, I'm super <laughs> happy to hear that. All right, so there's there's two more because we've talked about basically get hordes and we've talked about trog herds. Well, there's two more. One of uh-huh. these is one of these is really good. What like like solidly good? Yep. It's not uh, the first one. It's not the first one. I'll, I'll read the first one for you if you want. Go will. right ahead. This is this is the bad one. This might be one of the worst things I've read. In All the right. Worst thing. Yeah, I'm this this so This is a so
0: monstrous action or monstrous rampage for
1: Arachnoroks. Yes.
0: Only an Arachnorok unit can carry out this monstrous rampage. Pick one enemy hero within three inches of this Arachnorok unit that is not a monster and roll a dice. If the score equals or exceeds that hero's wounds characteristic, that hero cannot fight in the following combat phase.
1: All right, so let's just let's put let's put some time let's, up on the board. Let's and... figure out how many heroes you can roll a dice for. Okay, so first off, within three inches. Yep. So if your opponent is smart, they're just not going to let you get close to a hero. Uh-huh. Or maybe you just don't end up with one because you're on a giant pie plate, uh-huh. basically. Uh-huh. So it's harder to pile that thing in. So there's that. Uh-huh. The hero cannot be a monster. Uh-huh. Which means no mount or anything like that. Right. And theoretically, six wounds is the maximum. Six wounds is the maximum. So, like, sorry, Stormcast and, like, Skaven and stuff, you might get hit with this, but they'd have to roll a six. Uh Uh-huh. If you... That's if a seventeen percent chance. If you do this monstrous action, and you have any other monstrous actions available, why did you not do one of those? Is Correct. my question. If you if you go all the way down and you have this, and you have a chance, you're like,
0: oh, all right. Fine, I whatever. drove.
1: Remember the drive by uh, Star Drake eating the Vampire Lord one time? Yeah, hilarious. I, I needed to roll a six. Like, yeah, it could happen. That had no impact on the rest of the game. No, no, it no. was just that funny. game. That game was lost. Uh, well, well, I mean, ago. I was chasing a single Vampire Lord with a Star Drake. Yeah, like <laughs> that. Was, it was turned you, into Looney too. Tells you exactly where that game went. Yeah, <laughs> but like, if I, this is. This is bad. It's terrible. It's bad. It's really good if it works, but you know what I would rather have? A four up roll to make the hero fight last as they dig themselves out of Shelob's webbing. Right. Okay, Cause, that's kind of cool.
0: Cuz like the majority of things are not going to be affected by this just by virtue of the wounds characteristic for it. Yeah. Like a mega boss on foot, seven wounds. Yep. Uh most of the Eldest Deepkin heroes are going to be over actually, if you
1: bring, yeah most of the items yeah. if you bring Graveyard, um I think it technically increases your wounds characteristic by two of every hero that you have, which puts all of the Fire Slayers and Graveyard over the the thing as well. Although if you're playing spiders versus Fire Slayers, you're not gonna get close to a hero. You've already been killed. <laughs> so like that is not a good match died for horribly you. already. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like it's, I'm I'm just trying to think of like the heroes that this
1: applies to. It's like Skaven heroes because they're like five wounds. Uh, the unmounted Bone Splitters. But like, wh- wh- oh cool. Like that's the other thing. You turned off a six or five wound hero in the combat phase. What was it really why? gonna do? Like, what's the yeah. what? Which heroes out there are doing so much that that's necessary versus like a roar or a stomp or something like that? Like, I don't know. I'm sure it's great to have, I guess, but I 100% do not know why this would be used if you have any other option. Yeah, including maybe just not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like doing it and failing is almost more depressing yeah, than just not like, doing it. I
0: could, I'm going to do this this monster rampage. Why? Yeah, why? (laughs) Why? Go ahead. What's the purpose of this? Yeah, you know, it'd be really cool if it was two d six roll. Yes, be great, be awesome. If it's two d
1: six, I like your I like your four up. uh, They fight last, and that's lore because they're covered in webbing. Yeah, that's neat. Okay, cool. That's cool. Uh, um, Once again, I have completely blocked on the leader of the blight fleet, but the guy from Nurgle, he would reach out and basically. Pick a weapon profile on a hero, and I think it was on, like, a three or four up. They couldn't use they couldn't that weapon because yeah, he would, like, grab it. Yeah. yeah. Like, something like that would be cool. Like, pick one a thing. Lower their attacks. There's so many ways to make webbing, and in terms of game mechanics, that interaction fun.
0: Spiders are cool, damn it.
1: Spiders are cool. Spider-men's are cool. Yeah. I would love to do Spider-men's. I want to have a bunch of big black. Oh, you know what would be cool? Just run a bunch of spiders, but have, like, the red and white one, the black and white one. You could do shriek. Well, not shriek. Um... Ah, uh, Shrike. Comp- Shrike. What's the what's the one that's uh the? We're gonna have a little segue here. Flash Thompson's when he's teaching at the school and the girl gets the bit of symbiote on her and also gains symbiotic powers. Oh, uh, I cannot remember that name. Shoot! You can see she because her symbiote yeah. makes a hoodie. Yeah. Now I always thought that was kind of cool. That was really cool. God dang it! What the anyway. heck is her name? Anyway, I could run like a symbiote army. I don't want to because I don't want to have to. Yeah. Play with these rules, but and then you got you like, could, and then you could do
0: like null and stuff like that. Yeah, oh, you could just do the whole thing. The whole, the I whole think Spider-Man. null just
1: needs to be like the vampire courts guy that kills the spider thing. People, yeah. you could really just do that because it's going to probably. Everybody's,
0: everybody's like, wow, they really know their Marvel stuff. Yeah. <laughs> As we go, oh, one guy Except that Eddie that Brock's. Yeah, Not I, Eddie Brock, Flash know, Thompson. You know, you know what's funny is I actually read, I actually read through that, that line the other day, that, that whole comic arc.
1: and I, I can't think of the name of it. I just finished painting up my Agent Venom um, for Marvel Crisis Protocol, and I was literally looking at like all the Agent Venom comics I have and starting yeah. to go back through them again. And that's where it's in there. So I'm going to know her name eventually. Yeah. Which is a much more interesting conversation than this terrible, that terrible, rampage, yeah. terrible hey, monster rampage. The, the other one, one's really good. Yeah, Hit me, hit me with that squig one. All too. right, this one's called Giant Boing, and by the way, the icon is my favorite because if you already didn't think squigs look like testes, you can't, <laughs> you,
0: can't put, you can't put Giant Boing and then two like <laughs> two
1: shadowed squigs, pendulous swinging <laughs> balls. Uh, only a Mangler Squig unit that has made a charge move this turn can carry out the Rampage. Okay. The Mangler Squigs can unit can make a 3d6 move, but it must finish the move within 3 inches of an enemy unit. So, worst case scenario, you get an extra 3 inch pilot. Alright. Best case scenario, that sucker flies all the way past that screen a full 12 to 18 inches into something that did not fucking expect these things. And Mangler Squigs are a lot of damage. A ton of damage insane. output. Insane. So, like...
0: Mangler squigs are the type of thing that can end your game in one in like one sequence.
1: When I way back at ATC, I got hit with five bounders uh, and a mangler squig on Nagash on the first turn. He lived. But like, not by much. Dust was coming out of all parts of him. <laughs> I was really surprised. I was like, "Holy shit! This thing just keeps doing damage to him. Like it's really good." Yeah. Uh, that is that is nice. I once again, yeah, you could roll a three and get nothing out of it, but
0: but you're probably not. It's three to six roll.
1: Yeah. You're, you're probably. What's your average going to be? Nine. Nine. That's an average of an extra nine inch move yeah. that you can use. That to you just could just go eat a wizard or something. Yeah. It it's
0: it's for all those. This this monstrous action or monstrous damage is for. The I've screened you successfully. Bitch, no, you haven't. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Not unless I just bounce over them. So, yeah. command traits. Command traits. We uh, got
0: quite a few of them.
1: There are. There's. Uh, They are pretty specific to stuff. I think we can go through them pretty fast. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. All right. I'll do the first one. The clammy hand. If the general... Uh, first off, these are grots only. So this yeah. is just your grot Just guys. grot heroes. Yeah. Um, which guys that have squigs also count for that if it's like they're on the squig or they have it or whatever. Uh, if the general on the clammy hand, if the general's within twelve inches of a bad moon loon shrine, and your army at the end of your turn, you can use the moonclimb layer scenery rule two times at the end of the turn. So that means you can do the thing that brings them back. Oh wait, do I do so? I could I could do the hero ability. Uh, that's pretty cool. And then I can also have the scenery thing bring them more back, so I can rally three units, and then I can have the scenery thing bring them back if they haven't been rallied. This army just doesn't go away. It just doesn't die. Like, that's how you do it.
0: It's a, it's, a non-di, it's a non-die army. All right. Next one is Loon Touched. Uh, this is a wizard only. This general can cast one additional spell in each of your hero phases while they are affected by the light of the bad moon. Eh, not not terrible. Alright, but you're, gonna,
1: you're not going to go. You're going to pick another one, yeah, probably. Probably. Uh, here we go. Fight another day. Loon Boss Only. Every time this general, Each time this general fights, after all of its attacks have been resolved, it makes a 2d6 move. If it does, it must finish more than three inches from all enemy units. That's okay, but once again, you're going to pick one of the better ones. You're probably going to pick Clammy Hand, honestly.
0: You're certainly not going to pick this next one, which is the spider fang here, which is a super nasty venom for the spider fang hero. Yeah, well, you're not going to pick it because it goes on one guy. Yeah, It's for uh, one guy. With now only uh, double
1: the number of mortal wounds that are inflicted by this general spider venom ability. Now, if he's doing that on a five and a six, cool, and you're doubling him. You've got a little hero that can do a lot of damage, maybe. But you've invested a decent amount of points in a unit that doesn't synergize with anything else. I don't know. You probably won't. Probably not. Uh, Squig, Squig, Risper, Squig, Hero with a mount only. So the, basically the Mangler Squig and the, the Loom Boss on Squig. Um, add one to hit rolls and wound rolls for attacks made by the General's mount. Not terrible. No, because if he's already got plus one attacks to the bites, now he's plus one to hit and wound. Yeah. If he's on a Mangler Squig, which is what you probably want to put this thing on... Yeah. Uh, that's an automatic plus one to hit and wound. I'm going to quickly go back here and try to find the Mangler Squig to see real fast what he's kind of averaging on.
0: Uh, I'll uh, I'll vamp for you. Oh, I already Dude, found it. it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so he's normally going to be hitting on, you know, threes and threes, pretty much down the table. Yeah, now so twos and twos. Twos and twos with an extra attack on those. You know, we're in one damage, d6. No big deal. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah uh Oof. yeah so that's that's your <laughs> grot stuff now yeah. you got the dank hold ones yeah uh, those are the good ones yeah i'm excited about these all i like all three of these I do too
0: so alpha trog uh add two to this general's wounds characteristic in addition this general gains the monster keyword that's so Which good. It's so great. It's
1: so good no. because your opponent will be super surprised by the fact that that little guy is counting as a monster. Yeah. And also surprised by how much damage it puts out. And it counts as more. It can get a monstrous rampage. It's not affected by things that can't affect monsters. So mm-hmm. that kind of takes some stuff and out of the mix. it's also
0: plus... It's plus... Two, I mean, you know, we talk about like, oh, it's plus two to the wounds characteristics. Like, well, that's fine. Except you got to remember that's plus two to the wounds characteristic and it's always regenerating. Yeah, it's constantly it's regenerating. constantly regenerating. And, uh, and it's what, 12
1: uh, I think so let's see right here uh, Dankhold so Dankhold 10 if he's the trog boss is 12 so yeah it'd be 12 yeah, so 12 so, so you go, go up up to, 14. to 14
0: and it's a 3 up save mhm uh, uh, with when it's under the light of the bad moon and it's regenerating twice yep you know, most things damage output is not going to exceed fourteen. No, <laughs> your
1: your opponent will have to focus this unit down with and, a lot of stuff. And, and and I also like the visual image of being able to titanic duel with a little guy. Yeah. Because you can titanic duel a mega gargant, and it's just a trog walking up to his kneecap and just punching him in the leg <laughs> so hard the gargant just fucking falls over. <laughs> that gargant's like
0: oh, he's like going for like the big stomp. Yeah. And it's like the moment where you're like he's like ant man. He's like Ugh. oh
2: yeah. And he just, he just pushes up. <laughs>
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's 100%. That, that's why I would take it It's just a visual imagery of him just, like, sodding off and fighting Archeon. Like, you want, mate? Come on. <laughs> Bring it on. Just, I'll uh... take you.
0: Uh, uh... Trog
1: Smash is also good. Yeah. Uh, once per battle in the general fights after it's attacked, you can say it will perform a Trog Smash. If you do so, roll a dice for each enemy within three inches. On a two-up, they take a D3 Mortal Wounds. <laughs> What's funny is uh, this is probably the worst one of the three, and it's still pretty cool. Yeah. Like, still need. I I if, still see it being useful. I don't know that I would take it over Alpha Trog, but
0: it's kind of fun. Yeah, I mean if if you got a trog that's all of a sudden like surrounded, he's yep. just like trog smash. Oh, especially if you have uh, got a paint you got a paint Holt green.
1: You absolutely have to. Well, uh. mine's gray, so technically still applies, Oh, to still the Hulk. Still yeah. applies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Um, yeah, you could do all kinds of You could do a red one and all oh, kinds yeah, of things well, like uh,
0: that. Yeah, We're uh, uh, so back into it. We're, we're back into it. We're back into the Marvel bits, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the final one for this is the Loon Skin. Uh, if your general has this command trait, you can include one of the following endless spells in your army without spending any points to do so. Mork's Mighty Mushroom, Scuttle Tide, or Malevolent Moon. In addition, in your hero phase, this general can attempt to cast that spell that summons that endless spell in the same manner as a wizard.
1: He just goes... Endless spell! He can... So, you want to know some inside baseball on this one? Yeah, go for uh, it. So, yes, your hero phase this general can attempt to cast it. However, he doesn't have to. So you can bring a free endless spell and have somebody else cast it at a plus. Just because you brought a trog and he brought along a thing, maybe there's a thing that gives you access to all the spells in the lore. Oh, it's immediately out. That's really good. Yeah. Like, that's a sneaky little interaction that I saw and was like, oh, yeah, he doesn't have to be the one trying to cast it. He just shows up and then someone else can... He just brings it. Yeah. I like that. You didn't spend any points. It's a free endless spell. That's a weird one. I'm yeah. going to try to do that as soon as I find the endless spells because I can't find those for purchasing Ooh, there, basically. Yeah. Tough. Once, Tough once find them, basically. But once I find those, I will try to do this because I think this is kind of a cool thing. Uh, and then we got some trog treasures, which these are basically Moon Clan hero only, which is confusing mm-hmm. because they're called troglodytic treasures, but they're not for just the trogs. Correct. I understand the different meanings of the words, but that, uh, that messed with my head reading this because I was like, wait, what? <laughs> huh? What? No. Uh, there's a Surely. bunch of these. We will go through them. Most of them are not great. This, these are where they're like, yeah, they're okay. Uh, so the Leering get Shield, unmodified hits of one for attacks that target the bear calls one mortal wound to the attacking unit after all of its attacks have been resolved. In addition, if the bear is slain, subtract one from hit rolls for attacks made by the unit that slew them until the end of the battle. That's pretty okay, yeah. but the best part of it depends on your guy dying that has it which probably isn't a great thing that happened. Probably not. And it's this army poops minus one to stuff, so you don't really need it. That's pass, basically. Uh, Backstabber's Blade. Once for battle at the end of the combat phase, you can say the bearer will use the Backstabber's Blade. If you do pick an enemy within one inch, uh, the bearer will roll a dice on a two-up. The unit suffers D6 mortal wounds that cannot be negated. This is a dice roll, but it's really it's fucking funny. really, not if really you, nice. If you kill Gotrik with this uh-huh. because he can't negate, he can't the, negate wounds. the wounds you could have a goblin walk up and shake yeah. godrick in the back <laughs> and if he's already taken a couple of damage he's down yeah that's really funny i don't know that you'll see that in competitive but the hilariousness of cranking that six on somebody is just, just being like yeah. yeah you
0: just took six more wounds
1: for what a butter knife a butter knife <laughs> the guy had a butter knife in his shoe and just <laughs> <laughs> passes off to the next guy. Get- he passed it around 60 times they shank you again with it uh, what's the clammy cowl do? The clammy cowl, you subtract one
0: from hit rolls for attacks that target the bear. That one's pretty yeah, easy. Yeah,
1: you you would probably just pick that one if you're gonna have to dump anything because it just helps.
0: Yeah, you know? I mean, and it's just it's just one from hit
1: rolls. But you're so you're it's all hit rolls. You're taking you're taking the next one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Which is the loonstone teeth caps. It's a squeak hero with mount or companion only. Improve the rank characteristic of the bear's fanged filled gob, massive fang filled gob, or huge fang filled gobs by one. That's oh. Let me just really pop open this good. Mangler
1: Squig page again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh looking at a rend one and a rend two. So nice. Yeah. Pretty yeah. solid. Yeah. Pretty solid. Yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be doing more damage more realistically. More like, frequently. You can, yeah, you can absolutely get a, a loon a Mangler squig like set up to be just an absolute damage thing. Yep. It still is going to die because it's going to get focus fired by everything in the army. But it's it's kind of like the mega boss on Maw Crusher. If you don't deal with it immediately, it's never going to stop killing yeah, stuff.
0: It's just going to keep mo- like just rampaging across the table. Yeah,
1: so you gotta you gotta pay attention to that and figure out some way to either block it or kill it. But it's hard to block because it moves three d six if it, it wants to. Just sometimes runs it around over. the table. Yeah. yeah, It's just it's just constantly somewhere else. What about that moon face uh, moment? I think this one changed because I remember it used to be different. I believe, um, but it's a wizard only. At the start of the combat phase, pick an enemy unit within twelve inches of the bear. Subtract one from save rolls for attacks that target that unit until the end of the phase. That's pretty good. The only hard part, once again, you gotta be within a foot. This army with your wizards, well, I don't know if you wanna have them that close unless you're they're really encapsulated in a big horde or something. Yeah. But I could see that one being pretty decent because it's just pick an enemy unit and minus one to save. Yeah. That's nice. That's a nice thing to have. On
0: top uh, and that's on top of your rend then as well.
1: Yeah. And the next one I, I really like um, because it can just constantly do stuff. Just constantly stack
0: so this is the staff of sneaky stealing wizard only add one to the casting rolls for the bear each time the bear unbinds a spell add one to the casting rolls for the bear for the rest of the battle yeah so which is neat you
1: know, i mean you're probably not going to be unbinding a lot of spells because i think the most wizard in here that could take this is a two cast on uh one of the guys but like yeah you, you, you I know yeah plus it's, one to casting you yeah. unbind a spell in the first turn now you're plus one to unbind you unbind another one now you're plus two or to casting sorry not to yep. unbind yeah so like that could ramp up, yeah. depending it's, on what you're fighting.
0: It, and that's that's the sort of thing. It's a, it's very situational, because if you're like me and you don't bring cast, like you don't bring spellcasters, well, then you're just, I mean, you've got the plus one. Yeah. But that's it. It's that's not going it. to get any better.
1: Which maybe, I, I don't know, out of all of these, and this is obviously the side I don't play a lot, so I'm mm-hmm, not 100%, mm-hmm, I still feel like if you're not bringing the loonstone teeth caps, you probably will take this or the Moonface Momet just to have the chance to do those things. Yeah. Although Backstabber's Blade is still hilarious.
0: And then we move on to the Venomous Valuables. You are see for the Spider Fang heroes.
1: Yeah. So the first one, uh, Scuttle Boss only, which is the one guy again. Like, this is all for one guy. For one basically. guy. Um, only, only unmodified hit rolls of five or six successfully score a hit on him, basically. So if your opponent's attacking you, they only hit it on a five or six. That's weird. I-, I like it. I don't, once again, it's on a guy that if he's already that close, he's probably getting messed up real bad anyway. Yeah. But you also want him to get into the combat because he's going to do damage but he's very fragile. It's, it's a, very strange. Yeah, it's a weird feel. Um it's that that one I would probably take if I had this just cuz it's weird. Yeah. Just cuz it's it complete, it's like Nihon. I don't I don't care what you're doing. <laughs> just, you got to roll a certain yeah, number you, on the you dice.
0: You got to I got to see either fives or sixes. And it yeah. is unmodified. So really it's a you know the things that are going to kill him are going to be either really hot dice rolls so thanks Mackenzie, Um or like just a a bucket of dice. Yeah. Like it's got to be a bucket of dice. So, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. I, I think that one's okay. Uh, the next one is Nibla's Itty Ring. Uh, this is for the wizard only. Once per battle at the start of your hero phase, you can say the bear will call upon the ring's power. If you do so, roll a dice and add one re- uh, add the result to the casting rolls made by the bear until the end of the phase. So, roll a dice and add that to your casting rolls. Yeah. Race. This is a
1: great way to bring an artifact and roll a one and feel real bad because you're already playing spiders. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and then you roll a one on it and you're like, yeah. Yeah. The next one's good, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the totem of the spider god. While the other friendly spider fang units are wholly within twelve inches of the bear, add one to the number of mortal wounds caused by the spider venom ability of those units if the unmodified hit roll is six.
1: However, it does clarify. Yes. If it's under the light of the moon, it does not affect the fives, only the sixes. But you're still doing one on the fives. Yeah. And then two on the sixes. And then two on the sixes. And if you're the little spider guy, I think it's twos and threes, like the boss guy. Oh yeah. Like yeah. so, you once again you can spike a lot. The problem is is a shooting army will have killed you before you show up because you can't deep strike fast enough and when you deep strike the units you do, they don't have a way to, like, get rerolling charges very easily. So you're kind of banking on those nines and if they don't happen, you just get shot to death. Yeah.
0: And then, of course, you're also talking about, like, these are mortal wounds so they could still be saved if you have a ward save. Yeah. It would be... Because of how bad Spider Fang is, I, I would suggest something for the Spider Fang here is that they would be the one army because it is um because it is like a toxin type of thing where it's mm-hmm. like oh their mortal wounds actually can't be negated just period
1: that would be really cool that'd be neat yeah you know um it would be cool if their weapons also did poison damage because they in the lore dip them in the spider venom right cruel boys are over there dipping them into weird swamp shit and it yeah, works it but, orcs, like, but the actual worshipers of the spider <laughs> god cannot poison their arrows very strange yeah so very strange weird disconnect there
0: uh, and then we have the uh, the the, the trug the boss.
1: Yeah, one. here's some stuff you're gonna carry into battle. Uh, one of them you're gonna eat, maybe. <laughs> I love true, I love yeah. these things. So the glowy houts it. Uh, this one's just so good. Uh, the bearer has a ward of four up. So oh <laughs> just that's that is yeah. frustrating enough. However, it does have a little catch. At the end of a phase, if he was allocated any wounds that were not negated, so you know that might not even happen. Um, you roll a dice on a one. The bearer eats the glowy house it, and the ward goes away. I I know that people who are competitive are upset about that. I still love that the lore thing is in there that mm-hmm. he accidentally mm-hmm. swallows his magic rock.
0: Yeah. But again, it's still really great because he's regenerating and mm-hmm. he's regenerating and he's, now he's got a four-up ward and only and a 17% chance of when he takes damage. Yes. Then he would lose his ward.
1: And even if you roll that one on turn two, you've still got two turns of a four up ward on this guy who may also be a monster, who may also be doing extra damage, who's regenerating twice. Like, I think you've probably got enough use out of it. Yeah. If you roll a one on the first turn, have a good time. You're probably still going to do okay, but it, it kind of sucks a little yeah. bit. Uh, What about the Speaky speaky Skull Fetish? The Speaky Skull Fetish? is in my Google recent searches. searches. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: At the start of your hero phase, roll three dice. For each six, you receive one extra command point. In addition, the bearer can issue the same command up to two times in the same phase. A command point is spent each time
1: a command is issued by the bearer as normal. So I, having played Trogherd, yeah, you do star for command points a little bit. Yeah. Um, because they don't but, generate them very well. No, but when you think about the fact that if you're playing them in the, the mog thing, you have the plus one to save. Mm-hmm. So like, if you've set it up where you're doing the moon and you've got the mob, you have a plus one to save already. So you don't need all out defense. You won't need all out attack. Cause we're going to explain later why you don't need that. <laughs> Correct. Like, I, I, this is kind of good, but I don't know if it's better than just a four up ward because I don't know that you're going to be using him unless you have a big mix of stuff and you might need him to go over and like issue some inspiring presence to something else. The,
0: the time that I see this being useful is if you need, if you want to get new battle faster, because then you can use it to do like the auto run. Yeah. Because they're not super fast. No, they
1: are not. They they are. That is probably a good use. They
0: are plotty. So you can get like because I think there are six inch move, six inch move, yeah. So you can get so you can do a twelve inch move on them and just be like, okay, you guys move twelve inches, you guys move twelve inches, and I move twelve inches or whatever. Yeah.
1: And then so you're
0: really at that point half of your army, and you might get some <laughs> extra command points.
1: Yeah. the The problem is is you're not guaranteed the extra command points, so right. you might not have the points to do this, which the, is then like, why did I do? Kind of a bummer. Yeah. yeah. But the pet Gribbly, I like this one too. That one's a, it's a good one. <laughs> These are so like thematically good. So this one. You add one to the bear's wounds characteristic. Nice, if you've already made him a monster, that's plus three, baby. Um, In addition, that's a whole-ass Annihilator you just added to this (laughs) guy's wound characteristic. Uh, In addition, each time a wound is allocated to the bear and not negated, roll a dice. On a one, the pet Gribbly is squished. When the pet Gribbly is squished, the bear becomes enraged for the rest of the battle. Add one to hit and wound rolls for attacks made by the bear while they're enraged. So, yeah, you get a wound... That's kind of cool, but on a one, your guy just gets set off for the rest of the battle. He's like,
0: You killed my dog.
1: Yeah. I he know. basically becomes John Wick. He's just he's John sick. He's just <laughs> getting out there, just fighting and barfing. Uh, i I think that's cool. And honestly, there's a very easy way to get two artifacts in Trogherd. I think you're gonna take the glowy house it and the pet gribbly. Yeah. You're gonna have the house it on your guy that's like the guy you want to keep around that's like your general and stuff like that
0: and then you have your your enraged guy that's just gonna be like i'm just gonna murder everything you send
1: him out into a fight and hope that they piss him off yeah and then he just gets worse yeah pretty good stuff it's really solid uh we got
0: it. we got some spell lores we do have some spell lores we have actually quite a few spells because yeah oddly there's a good chunk of this army that just does quite a bit of spell casting they, they like
1: their magic and yeah stuff. they
0: do like their magic so these are the lore of the moon clan so these are moon clan wizard spells all yeah. yeah including unique was uh including unique units Say that six times fast.
1: No, you already had to read the Spider Fang thing. <laughs> yes, I did. All right, the first
0: one is the Itchy Nuisance. Itchy Nuisance is a spell that has a casting value of six at a range of 18. If successfully cast, pick one enemy unit within range and visible to the caster. The strike last effect applies to that unit until the end of the turn.
1: Solid. Solid. Very that, solid. That will help you if you have borked your charges or something and you're about to lose your fragile unit that needs to be running. You can maybe keep it around and stuff. I, I like yeah. it. That's, a, that's an okay one. That's a low casting cost, too. That it certainly is. The next one, Nickit Nicket.
0: Nicket Nicket is a spell that has a casting value of 8 and a range of 12. If successfully cast, pick one enemy unit or model within range and visible to the caster. That model's unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. In addition, if that model bears an artifact of power and the casting roll was 10, plus, that model's artifact of power can no longer be used. If it was used to enhance a weapon, that weapon reverts to its normal form. That is a. That is a hard counter. Yeah, on some very good artifacts, it is. But you got to roll a
1: ten plus. You, now it's ten now, plus with ten including plus. pluses. So. Right. So
0: there are, and th- as we've read previously, there's some ways to get some really good plus, like some really good bonuses. Yeah,
1: you can at least have plus one, and if he's been unbinding, you can add another one. Also, if you're playing, I think I don't know if uh, Scrawguard actually gets a plus one. He might, but like, yeah, because you could put it on a unique person and get a benefit on it as well. I just. The better part of it is so hard to trigger. Yeah, I don't know that you would. I don't know that you'd take this over. I don't know the other three, which are very, very good and always pretty <laughs> much useful. Uh-huh. I do like the wording of this only because it says you pick a model and it, that model's unit suffers wounds because it kind of sounds like you pick a guy and then shoot the guy behind him. <laughs> he's like, "Hey, you!" Bang. And hit the guy behind him. And he's like, "What the crap?"
0: So what the hell happened, man?
1: Uh, so the next one is a squiggle lure. Uh-huh. Yeah you're going to this is you're going to see this yeah probably you're going to get a lot of this uh, squig
0: <laughs> <laughs> squig lure is a spell that has a casting value of 5 and a range of 18 It's successfully cast pick one friendly squig unit wholly within range and visible to the caster until your next hero phase you can reroll you can reroll charge rolls for that unit
1: so my mangler squig is running and charging and rerolling charging Correct. on the first turn yeah it's just straight out of the gate yeah. that thing is if you're, you want if
0: you're it to running go. if you're running squig like squig herd this is the one that you pick if you have a wizard to go Yo, you bring me. a wizard Yeah, you just I bring, bring a wizard you just bring a wizard bring yeah, yeah. yeah. Just to do this entire thing. And And
1: probably to do the next one too, because it's a standby classic. We all love it. The
0: Hand of Gork because my god if every destruction army doesn't, have a, bit of, it doesn't have a little bit of gork in hand oh yeah <laughs> uh, the, hand, a gork. the hand of gork is a spell that has a casting value of seven and a range of 24 If successfully cast pick one friendly gloom spike gets unit more than three inches from all enemy units and that is wholly within range of invisible to the caster remove that unit from the battlefield and set it up again anywhere on the battlefield more than nine inches from all enemy units it cannot move in the following movement phase but what do you care because you're going to charge with that mangler squig anyway
1: or just put 60 guys on an objective that too. and be like come on in <laughs> bring it baby Yeah, we, we hug you forever <laughs> yeah hand of gork always good uh, it's such a great it's it's the best i love hand of gork it's it's repositioning it's why i love stormcast being able to reposition your models during the game is so powerful because your opponent will almost always if they're not prepared for it have moved off of an objective somewhere
0: you know what's better about hand of gork and it gets army too is that you can hand of gork them underneath the light of the bad moon
1: yeah that's true. If the if the moon has abandoned yeah, you, if it has you can abandoned throw your, your you guys eat into it. Your
0: dudes across the table to be like, "Nope, you're in the bad moon Don't again." Don't get it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh
0: it, which is handy for actually one of the battle
1: tactics as well in ten, this game. It's handy for two of them because yeah. one of them you can't be in the moon. Right. So you can move them out, move and them then, out and then you and the next them they're into. moving back in. <laughs> This army kind of feels like you can just kind of play the battle tactics game and not really care because your opponent's trying to dig to three hundred wounds of squigs, and you're just over here playing a different game. (laughs) Basically, I'm just playing. This is this is a game for me about rolling
0: dice and seeing if the things that I want to do work.
1: I just wanted to put all my mushroom toys on the (laughs) table, and you do whatever you're doing over there. I'm gonna gonna be over here doing my drugs. Yeah, Uh, and then we got the lore of the spider fang, which this is your spider fang wizards. So the guy that's on the big spider and the little guy on just foot by himself. Um, these are the ones that it, you might bring the little guy on foot just to have access to these because I think there's a couple that are like. Kind of cool. Pretty decent. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Scuttling Terrors. This one you probably wouldn't because you have to pick a Spider Fang unit. Uh, it is.
0: <laughs> and the Lord knows if you brought more than <laughs> one Spider Fang unit, you've probably lost.
1: If you brought more than one, you're all in. <laughs> like, just go all in on the spiders. Have a cool looking army that maybe, if it ekes out a win, it'll be really neat. Yeah. Like, it will be yeah, surprising. You'll, you'll have cool. a story to tell for the ages. Yeah. So scuttling terrors, it's casting value of six, range of eighteen. If successfully cast, pick an one friendly spider unit wholly within range invisible to the caster. That unit can make a normal move. Okay. Nah, that's it's alright, I guess. Yeah, you gotta terrible. get a spider somewhere. Um sneaky distraction, however, is a spell that has a casting value of seven and a range of twelve until successfully that if successfully cast, this is a tongue teaser of a like, like you just yes. successfully said that word. Like I successfully splashed blop flop flop. <laughs> Uh, until your next hero phase subtract one from hit rolls for attacks made by enemy units where they're within range of the caster which is 12 Twelve on the big pie plate guy not terrible that's a 24 inch plus the size of the plate bubble that you would get it in right yeah yeah that's pretty good pretty good like that's probably what you would bring one on the big spider to do cast it and then just have that bubble out there but once again this army gets nice ones to hit so easy yeah. I don't know that you would need it but if you got a big spider and you want to bring him take that spell you want to do Curse of the Spider God? Curse of the Spider
0: God! Curse of the Spider God is a spell that has a casted value of 7 and a range of 24, so big range. Uh, If successfully cast, pick one enemy unit within range and invisible to the caster. Until the start of your next hero phase, hit rolls for attacks made by the unit uh, always fail on an unmodified 1 or 2 instead of only a 1. And save rolls for attacks that target that unit always fail on an unmodified 1 or 2 instead of only a 1.
1: That's not bad. No. I mean, it's a 33% chance that the, the, whatever Archeon is trying to hit you with just, just doesn't work. It just fails.
0: No rerolls, no nothing, just fails.
1: I think that's probably pretty good. The only bad part is casting value of seven. It's right over that easy line. Yeah. Um, and once again, you got to have a Spider Fang guy to have it. But if you've brought the littlest Spider Fang guy, which uh, let's go ahead and see how much that little guy is. He's a uh, not a spider rider. Those are the guys on the spiders. You probably should look up. He's not a madcap shaman. Um, Wet spinner shaman, 65 points. Cheap. So if you pay, you're basically, do you want to pay 65 points for the chance to do any of these three spells? Maybe. Maybe. And have it an unbind. If you've got 65 points laying around, it's not the worst idea. No, and it's a, it's a Galatian champion right now, too. So and it is. You could run him under the objective. <laughs> you don't want to. You could run him under the objective. Also, uh, you could just let him die. Because you could run out a 65-point model, let him die, and then you've got eye for an eye on lock the next turn. Yeah. Because who cares? Like, that's <laughs> sometimes, kind of an interesting Sometimes tactic. it's
0: better for th- some things to just die. Yeah.
1: That's I'll, I've been looking at a lot of the Beast of Chaos stuff because uh, we got that Tale of Four Warlords thing, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about after the break a little bit. Um, and looking at that, it's like, yeah, I get a 60-point uh, Razor Gore or whatever. And just run up and let him die so that you can get the battle tactic next turn. It's not, not a bad way to look at it.
0: Not a terrible way to go about it. All right. And that does it for the front half. Then we'll get to the Grand Strategies, Battle Tactics, and the actual battle scrolls themselves. The actual dudes that make the, up the army. The gits. The gits. Yeah, The yeah. gits themselves. But first, let's take a break. Let's get out of here.
1: Gigabyte's Cafe in Marietta, Georgia, is your one-stop shop for everything you need for your favorite hobby or fandom. Gigabyte's carries a wide selection of miniature lines, including Games Workshop, Reaper, and WizKids, not to mention all the terrain, paints, and hobby supplies you need to supplement your tabletop games. Not a war gamer? The cafe boasts an ever-growing selection of hundreds of board games, TCGs, CCGs, and other nerd-based acronyms eager to join your collections. So what are you waiting for? Go to gigabytesonline.com and start shopping now. Are you still bringing gray
2: plastic
0: to the table game after game? Do you have a big tournament coming up, but your army is barely glued together? Don't worry. Llama Juice Painting is here to help. Free your
2: minis from their drag gray existence and let Justin bring them to life. Whether
0: you're looking for a single centerpiece to bring your collection together or more battle line options, Llama Juice Painting is your best source for finely painted commission work. Check out some of Justin's work on Facebook.com slash
1: and get your quote today.
0: What do you mean bringing us in? Who's bringing the show? We're, already, we're already brought in. Are we already in the show? We're already in the show. I we, my We've, we've, oh showed, my we've God.
1: show-ceptioned. How long have I been here? Uh, at least the entire day. At least three years, I think, actually. I believe yeah. that's correct. I have also been here the entire day. <laughs> I've been in this building doing exactly what we're doing or similar things so long that it's become like, did I film yesterday or I'm not sure. a week what ago? Week it is. I don't know. But I did say... That after the break, I wanted to talk real fast, before we jump back into this, about the Tale of Four War Nerds thing that's going on. So You have a side project. I have a slight side project. I got a a, a side piece to the Atlanta Warhammer. Sorry. (laughs) It's called Tabletop Nerds. Um, If you go there right now, dear God, I hope by the time this comes out, I have fixed the website so that you can go there and see it. Because right now, it's real messed up. I messed up a lot of stuff on it. Don't go there. Uh, But after a while, you can go there. And it will be basically... A brand—it's coming out of my corporate side. Um, It's not going to absorb us because it, we're not digestible by any sort of corporate no, entity. No, no
0: corporate company's going to take it. Just going to take a look at us and go, uh, you know no.
1: what? That is a terrible idea. Yeah, they're just That's a lawsuit waiting to happen. What was that whole Gwyneth Paltrow thing? So yeah, we're not. Uh, but but we, you and I, yeah, will be taking part in the stuff that this group does, and it will be doing uh gameplay stuff. Uh, videos, walkthroughs, like a lot of board games, a lot of tabletop games, um, and that kind of stuff, because that's the industry. And then we're going to do some RPG podcasts and things like that. We're going to do some Soulbound. We some are going to do some
0: Soulbound um, and some other things. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, if I remember rightly, this is also child friendly. Yes. This will be the child-friendly side this of us. Is,
1: yes. This is this is the uh, – we will not be nearly as terrible Right <laughs> on there. There will be – I do have to edit the initial video because I can't help it. Yeah. I yeah. uh, definitely went into a bit and was like, ah, this is – I thought it was on my show for a second. Can't do that bit. Yeah. No. So
0: that will be the one that you're if you're listening to this and you're like, I have children. I would love for them to listen to Zach and Josh do other weird stuff. But, uh, my God, you can't because this is not – this because is like, I said fuck nuggets at some
1: point. Now that's out there. <laughs> this
0: is Bloodhound Gang level of uh, <laughs> of acceptable <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> for radio play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That'll be our, our tabletop nerds. Um, yeah. That will be where you could probably listen to us. Absolutely. So we'll have stuff there We have a little so.
1: podcast things coming out, videos as well. Yep. So we're doing a Tale of Four War Nerds, which is Tale of Four Warlords, basically. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it's basically. Four, and, and if you have friends in your area, do this. If you have the, the time and money, it's really fun. You basically start four people with a start collecting box or a Vanguard or something like that, uh, whatever your system is that starts an army, and you go from there up until the full size. So, for instance, in Age of Sigmar, we start with the Vanguard. We go up to 2K. At the We play a bunch of games at you know 500 points, 1,000, 1,500, 2,000, like that. And we have about 12 weeks to get the whole army painted up and prepared for the first tournament. And what's really cool about this is the winner's army gets to stay in-house, and it'll have a nice little shelf. I'm looking at where the shelf's going to go. There's there's a bunch of shelves that aren't going to be there, and then I will actually have nice shelves for these armies. But the other three armies are cast into the garbage. And by that, I mean they're going to go to this awesome charity we work with called Gamers on the Edge. Check them out, too. And they'll be auctioned off, and it raises money for children's cancer research.
0: Look at that. Yeah. Holy crap. That was, like, look at this wholesome moment in the middle of our shit podcast. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but for real, yeah. Yeah. But no, yeah. that's gonna be great. I'm I'm super excited. To be, uh, I'm super excited about it. I'm not in the tale of four. You're one. not in the age of Sigmar. I'm not one. in the age of Sigmar one. But I am in the other one that will be coming soon because I will be in the forty k one.
1: Yes, yes. So we're gonna do age of Sigmar, forty k, bolt action, uh, conquest, Star Wars Legion. You can't really do it with Marvel. It doesn't. You can't make a slow grow league for Marvel. Really, how yeah. the game works. Uh, plus, we have everybody already, so it wouldn't make sense. But like. Basically, just going through the game systems and playing that, but also it's a chance to play with toys. And then when you're done with them, you cast they, raise, them. they raise money. And they for raise kids. money for
0: kids, and who doesn't like raising money for cancer?
1: Think of wait, th- no, for kids with cancer. Yeah. Oh god. Oh god. No, <laughs> we have to give these kids aids, <laughs> learning aids. Um, it's it's cool because it, yeah, you can do something good. And also, how many armies? Uh, I'm speaking for myself. Do you have where you play them, and you go, all right, I'll play this once a year. It just sits on a shelf. Yeah. It's essentially not even worth keeping around. Right. So yeah, this is a good way to go through it and. Uh, you get to play armies you maybe don't want to have to buy and learn and play ever again after ever again, the, after, after the this. after the twelve week period. You're done. You, you painted up all the whatever it is that you chose. Uh, and so yeah, and so definitely go check that out. It's tabletopnerds.com. We have all the social media stuff. I will put some links in the show notes and all that, uh, and you can go see and a link to our website and a link to the website. Yeah, and you can see the malarkey that's going on over there. Yeah, yeah, that'd be neat. We're gonna be on a lot of stuff. They have no idea. They have no idea. We no are about idea.
0: to. We are about to infect all of their <laughs> things. I do like, feel
1: absolutely like we're just the two jackass guys that show up and like the whole corporate thing, and we're absolutely the guys that like pop open the beer in the middle of the meeting. Uh-huh. Yeah, kick the feet up. Yeah, like, what are we doing today? You guys right. synergizing? <laughs> Speaking of synergies, yeah, we
0: should probably talk about some get stuff. We should. So we've moved on to the matched play because we skipped all the stuff in the middle for you know. Yeah, <laughs> the part that we always skipped over, which is the path to glory, because we always skip over path to
1: glory because there's nothing to talk about. You know, they, in, in the and I don't know if it's all of them, but in the 40k battle tomes, they put the conquest stuff behind everything. Oh, that's smart. So they they know how to do it. Yeah, they, just don't, Workshop, do it. they just don't. You know, know it. how to do that. They just choose not to do it here. Stop cutting this up, anyway. <sighs> anyway,
0: so grand strategies for the for the gits.
1: Yeah, so they've got four. Um And, well, let's just go through them and see which ones we think are the ones that are easy and which one you will never, ever pick. <laughs> you will never choose. Uh, so, a scheme for every occasion. When the battle ends, you complete this
0: grand strategy. If you completed at least four battle tactics, and all the battle tactics you completed were from the Nasty Tricks list on page 88. The ba- Nasty Tricks are your battle tactics yeah. that are specific
1: to Gloom Spike gets. And we can't really talk about this one until we get through all those, but I will say as a little asterisk at the top, it's either... Very possible or impossible. Correct. Based There's on no what in between. There's no in-between. There's in between. no in-between. Based on what you brought, you can either guarantee this or you maybe possibly can pull it off. Probably not. Probably not. You're almost always going to fail your grand strategy in that case.
0: Yeah. How about chasing the moon?
1: Oh, this one's easy. When the battle ends, you complete this grand strategy if the model picked to be your general has not been slain and they have been affected by the light of the bad moon in at least three battle rounds. That's really easy to do because if you really absolutely need to cheese this... Make the guy that cannot be shot, if you're outside of 12, your general, so he's immune to shooting, and just fucking run him away. Just don't let him get near a fight, and just screen out of stuff. And ideally, uh, keep the moon in, like, one area. Keep the moon in <laughs> there with scragrot, which you're going to bring everyone. You're just going to bring scragrot, Or, hand a Gorkum over, He's <laughs> the moon. <laughs> just and literally, he's chasing movie. the moon over yeah. there. Go get me two more points! But, like, that one's at least... I think you could probably pull that one yeah, off pretty that easily. Is,
0: that is the... I think that's the grand strategy that you are likely to pick if you are going to pick from this grand strategy list.
1: Yes. There's one other one that I think you could probably pull off really easily, but it depends on your opponent not having unbinds. But it's not the next one, is which not. is protect the shrine.
0: Yes, so when the battle ends, uh, you complete this grand strategy. Uh, if there is a bad moon loon shrine from your army on the battlefield and there are no enemy models within 12 inches of it... And it was not affected by a successful Smash Two Rubble Monsters Rampage, so
1: not great. Yeah. So the Smash Two Rubble part, pretty easy to screen out if you've got sixty gits and you just stick them around there. Nobody's going to get into it. That's fine. Keeping them outside of a foot of that big ass scenery. It's
0: piece a big scenery piece. It's
1: hard because that's going to be outside of your terrain. You or your terrain. Your uh, your um area usually, like your deployment zone. That's going to extend out of that. So. This is this is something that a single nurgling bird griffhound can just fuck up for you, yeah. And you can't do anything about it. Anything with deep strike, like anything with deep strike, anything that can stand there and somehow not get hit on the last turn of the game, like some sort of like, uh, or can't be damaged, like any sort of trick you can do to keep like one guy alive for one turn, yeah. turns this off, right? Uh, I, I would. It sounds fun. It's a really thematic one, yeah. Because of course they want to protect the loon shrine. It's the loon shrine, but. I don't know. You go and, up against Gargans, you've immediately lost this one. Yeah,
0: it's not it's certainly not the grand strategy that I would be picking when there are much from even the ones that we have just read are probably a little bit easier. Yeah.
1: And Supreme Spell Flinger.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, what yeah. about the what about the last one there? So this
1: one, when the battle ends, you complete the grand strategy. If there are two or more, friendly Gloom Spike gets endless spells on the battlefield. Super easy to do if your opponent does not have a way to stop you from doing it, because you can just bring the extra one with the trog free so you don't even have to spend the points on it just bring the 100 point one and then there you go oh by the way that one makes a moon so you're under the light of the moon too <laughs> with this thing you're always under the light of the moon in this army um so you can bring that bring uh scrag rider somebody that's got a plus to cast or and just you know throw it out there and just leave it just leave it Yeah, it doesn't yeah. say it has to be doing anything you yeah. can pop the mushroom super far away because the mushroom also kills your guys too you can pop it like super far away and just you know it's out there on the hang table. out yeah, yeah your opponent doesn't have the gumption to go deal with it and it's they there won't.
0: And, and you get your get your grand strategy yeah
1: it's not bad that one i,
0: that I, that one's I got, so easy yeah it's that's honestly one of the easier grand strategy I've, I think I've ever seen the the drawback is that you have to have it in your army to begin with so you have to bring the points for it
1: right you yeah if you didn't do the free thing with the the dang hold you gotta spend the points on it but then again the, and this army is so cheap. You probably have the space. Yeah, you probably do. Like, I, I think and you that probably one... bring
0: them because the endless spells aren't bad.
1: No, they're all good. Yeah. I, I think this is one you probably will see people trying to do because if anything, just having the two endless spells on the table is relatively easy to do. Yeah, especially
0: it's one of those. Especially when you're like when you're theory crafting towards the end of a game, it's like, can I get my grand strategy? It's like, well, you got two. If we're at, at the end of three, uh, roll roll dice basically yeah. to see if you can get your your endless spells out there, and so you can at least like. Like, just kind of work your way through the last little bit of it. It's like, okay, roll two sets of d6s and see if it happens. And then you will tell you if you got your grand strategy or
1: not. And then re-roll one of those dice. Right. And then then add plus one to those dice. Right. Maybe plus two or three. So
0: probably yes. Yeah,
1: because if you've got the guy that's unbinding and also uh, gaining pluses, then you probably can get this out pretty easily. Yeah. That one's a good one. I like it. Let's talk about some battle tactics. Yeah. uh, Battle tactics, these are the ones, remember, if you're going to do the scheme, you got to do four of these in a game. So, good luck to you. Good luck. <laughs> I usually accomplish four battle tactics game anyway. Like I don't think I've ever done a game where I got all five. Where I went to five turns. Because yeah. there's always one that's like I just can't do anything. Right. You know, it's just I've not There's a, there's for always anything. a
0: there's always a turn where it's like uh I'm going to miss this somewhere. Yeah. So, these are these are your nasty tricks. You can follow the moon. You cannot pick this battle tactic in the first round. But you complete this battle tactic, if, at the end of this turn, every friendly gloom spike gets unit on the battlefield, is affected by the light of the bad moon, and you control more objectives than your opponent. Okay, this one's actually super easy. Yeah. What you want is you want the light of the bad moon to be in the middle. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Because... That's that the whole table. That's the whole table. So that's automatically check mark on the first part. Check
0: mark on the first part. Now you just have to be controlling more objectives than your opponent.
1: Can I put 60 models on an objective and have them cap it at 9 inches instead of 6? Is that an ability that, that exists in this book?
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: Well, shit. I've already <laughs> done it then. I'm going to hand a gork those suckers and have them just go na 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 like a 9-inch thing.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty easy. That one's... That one's... it.
1: You're gonna it's that a, one's gonna be used. Yeah,
0: oh. that one's gonna be used basically by every gets player. I mean, because even like a freaking trog herd is probably gonna wind up using that.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that is the one that I'm like that's easy enough for trogs because you're probably gonna smash whatever's on the objective anyway, and it doesn't have to be the first turn. It just can't or the second turn. It just can't be the first turn. Right. So you could do it on turn five if you had to. Yeah. If you just ended up needing that one, I like that one. How about the next one? Glory Grabbers. Glory Grabbers. You pick an objective controlled by your opponent. You complete this tactic at the end of the turn. You control that objective, and a friendly Gloom Spike gets unit that was added to your army as a replacement using the Bad Moon Loonshine's Moon Moon Clan Lair's ability is contesting it. That's almost right up there with summon a great unclean one and have him do your taxes and (laughs) (laughs) bake a cake on turn five in your opponent's combat phase, and then have him make a charge out of turn I was like, I, I get it. That's cool. I don't know that you're going to be able to pull that off unless the unit you brought back is something like the squig hoppers that's so fast that you can bring it back and have it just overwhelm with numbers an objective that's being held by like one or two guys. Right. Or that isn't, and nobody's on it. It just caps.
0: Yeah. Gets yeah if, 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 it's, if it is yeah, being controlled by your opponent and then either they have left it or they have like one unit that you're able to kill with some dudes and now you've brought those dudes back from your Moon Clan ability and other ba- it's probably not gonna happen
1: it's it's if it you'll, it's you'll so, look there it's so situational you will look on the table and you will go yes or no based on what's on the table right and it might be a super easy yes because it could be an objective that your opponent capped in your territory mm-hmm. that you then just they're just, gonna, they they just gonna earn back without yeah, any problem just yeah. walk over and take it right, so that one's like it's a little shifty but it's uh, still pretty decent I, these are they're still better than the Oracora clans ones mm-hmm. and the stormcast ones and all those so like this is good. Yeah. Where are <laughs> the, the, the bad part about being the first books out of the gate? We're never going to get an update on those two things. Right. Like, we're stuck with Stormclast and Warclans for the rest of this season. Yeah. Forever, basically.
0: Uh, the next one is Venomous Assault. You complete this uh, this tactic if at, least, if at least eight mortal wounds that were caused by the Spider Venom ability of friendly Spider Fang units during this turn and not negated.
1: Well, here's your one for spiders. Now, if you've got your swing turn set up and you've got the Mortals on fives and sixes, double mortals on your scuttle boss. You know not he Im- himself can put out about ten average. Yeah, so.
0: it's not impossible. No, the trick on that is not negated,
1: not negated, and also it's a dice roll. It's a lot of yeah, dice it's rolls. A lot you of could dice crank rolls. a billion ones. We we are experts, experts at doing that. The
0: experts of that part. Yeah, yeah.
1: So like it could just not happen based on everything being set up, and you still just don't roll well enough. Right, and that's I don't know. I, I don't I don't like that one, but then again, it's the spider one. So sorry, spider guys. Mm. Remember when I used to have a bunch of spiders? I bought 2k worth of spiders at one point with the intention of playing them. I never did. No,
0: I, I, I did, think you, I, did you did you move off those spiders, or did you, or are they just sitting on a shelf somewhere? Justin, did you get my spiders?
1: Did I, <laughs> Justin answer right now? Yeah, did, tell me. I don't know. I they're somewhere in the community. Yeah, I had like three arachnorocks, and then a bunch of. I had a 2k list because I was like, this is really cool and thematic. It's weird. And then they brought out a book and made them bad, and then they kept doing that, and so I stopped. But, yeah. So, I, you know, when I'm making fun of the spider stuff, I'm also a single tier going down, because yeah. I really think that could be such there's, a cool there's army. There's genuine pain. Yeah, it's, it could be so cool. Nah, it's just not. <laughs> <laughs> just not. <laughs> How about the uh, next battle tactic here, stab them in the dark? I like this one. Uh, you pick an enemy unit on the battlefield. You complete the tactic if that unit was destroyed by an attack made by a friendly gets unit during the turn when it was not affected by the light of the bad moon. Once again, if you've got control of the moon, this is pretty easy to do. Obviously, if it's in the middle of the board, you can't do it. Can't do it. But but if it's not, you could probably figure this one out and relatively you easily. you could
0: do this one in turn one. You
1: absolutely could. Because you could just yeet a bunch of squigs over there. If you throw that mangler squig into a screen, he's going to kill whatever it is he hits. Mm-hmm. If you look up and you've got a perfect sight line and you know you can guarantee that, then yeah, this one's pretty easy to do. Yeah pretty easy one to do and what's like an opposite kind of <laughs> moonlight raid pick one objective controlled by your opponent you complete
0: this tactic if at the end of this turn you control that objective at every friendly glim spike gets unit that is contesting it is affected by the light of the bad moon it's not terrible no i
1: mean if the moon's affecting everybody this essentially just says take over an objective yeah pretty much okay all right boy i would love these simple kind of things in some of my other books <laughs> neat It's <laughs> like just, just run up and hold a point all mm-hmm. right that's pretty cool and then finally, you ain't so big. This, is, this just ties into the making the Trogoth guy a monster. So you pick an enemy monster on the battlefield. You complete this tactic if the monster was slain by an attack made by a Spike, gets Trogoth unit during this turn. That's when you pump him up for Titanic duel. You give him his best damn day ever. I don't even care if those don't stack. You just give him every single thing, and you send that little guy a little I'm weird sorry. little... I'm going to kill that monster! You just have him run up like his little floppy Muppet ears and just beat the <laughs> shit out of a guardian or something. It's really funny. I, you know why I think I like the Trog so much? That was a, Oh, that was an interesting noise that just happened in the studio. Um, the studio answered why I liked the trogs. The reason I like the trogs so much, and I realized this, you know, the you've heard of like Sesame Street and uh-huh. the Muppets. You know, the Sesame Streets, which was the guys in the suits. Mm-hmm. That's what these kind of remind me of. The actual trogs and stuff remind me of like guys in big floppy Muppet suits because they kind of overdone, cartoony, big noses and teeth and ears and stuff like. They kind of have that aesthetic, which is even funnier when they're fighting the most grimdark super blood armies in the world <laughs> and murdering them yeah. and not even get, caring because they're honestly just trying to walk to the ocean because they think they should do that. I like that. I like it too. <laughs> any, any army that takes the piss out of a super serious army, I really appreciate. That's why I like Nurgle. Just, also, just fart on them.
0: I also appreciate that they have a core battalion. They These Trogs do. do. And it's, it's
1: good. It's You're going to take it. Very silly, yeah. Because
0: why are you not going to? So this uh, this Trog herd heavies um you gotta bring here's what you need okay i'm ready you need a dank hold truck boss got it and you need a dank hold trugus. that's two guys that's it okay that's that's the whole thing and what you get for it is you get magnificent which which gives you an extra enhancement
1: remember how i said it's easy to get two artifacts that's that's, that's how you, you do it man you just two artifacts. boom you got the two one artifacts
0: guy. one guy one unit
1: Finished, care of. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously it's going to mean that you're like a three drop, but I think if you're playing trogs, you don't care about drops. Yeah, what does it matter? It, it really doesn't. I think drops matter a little bit more if you're on the get side of stuff, because you might be trying to control who goes first if you're trying to get the, the squig yeah, shots fired squig, squig, off, basically. Yeah, squig launchers. But even then, I don't know, maybe go in second. They're closer to your squigs. Yeah. Boy, squig v. squig is going to be a nightmare of trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Because it's just going to be everything runs up at the front and dies immediately and then comes back and then runs up and dies and then comes back. And, 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 just, up and, and, dies. and just bouncing over top of Until each other. Until eventually it's, it's like... just one guy coming into that shrine just <laughs> ah, charging into the one other guy that's like a mile away. And then they die and then they come back out of the shrine. It's like it's... the worst joust ever. <laughs> it's, it's a joust across like a square mile. So they have to just run the whole time. Yeah, uh, so that's that's your uh, core battalions and stuff. Overall, I think this is a pretty good set of strategies and tactics. Yeah, like pretty solid. I don't think much better than some other books. Much better than other books, and not necessarily. But so I, it's not necessarily so good that you're never not going to look at what's in the GHB. Yeah, which I like. They're pretty well balanced.
0: But I will say that that scheme, the 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 grand strategy
1: to get four of these things, you have to basically run soup. You have to run soup. You have to be because if you follow well, the moons, pretty easy. Right. Um, you could probably, if you got that and glory grabbers, stab him in the dark and moonlight raid. You don't have to have anything but gets units. You could theoretically do that. But uh, you're including the one where you got to bring a unit back and have it go cap an objective, Correct. which is swingy. It's, swingy. it's Yeah. I don't think you're going to do it, but if you throw in one trog, you've got a good chance with the trog to kill a monster. If you throw in a spider guy, heck, if you honestly throw in just the spider, the scuttle boss on spider and give him the artifact, and put him under the moon, he might just crank eight wounds by himself. It's a long shot. It's a long it's shot. It's a, a try. Shot, try, yeah. yeah. At the end of
0: the day, that, that scheme for every occasion is is not the grand strategy you're picking.
1: No, that's a very good narrative one, though. Yeah. I like it. So Hey, look whose war scroll is in this book. Hey, look! It's a destruction book. It's a destruction book, so which means... So we have to have the biggest destruction guy there is. So you want to know something that's funny? I think if I'm understanding GW correctly, it's that whenever a book comes out with a war scroll, that's the newest version of that war scroll. So you have to have that one Mm -hmm. to play. So if you have Kragnos in your army, do you have to have whatever destruction book came out (laughs) last even though that's not Kraknos, is like, do I have to bring my Gets book now if I want to play Bone Splitters with Kragnos? Because this is the correct war it's scroll. So, as per weird. the GW rules yeah. of a tournament, you have to have the book there. You can't just print off a sheet or use the app that they provide for you, which is kind of strange. But, like, I was thinking about that. It's like Kragnos, because he's had seven war scrolls at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I looked through this and I was like, I don't think anything's changed.
1: I don't know. Tell us at home if anything changed on old Craggy there. He's, he's still cragging. He runs and stuff. Now he's good in this book because giving your squigs three d six charge is he's awesome, nasty. Yeah, but you're gonna sack what seven hundred fifty points for uh, seven twenty? I, I believe is what he cost. Yeah, costs. I think in this book especially, you can get so much more value out of that. Like that, the 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 charge is not as important because they're already going to be run in charge plus one to charge, plus one to run. 720.
0: 720,
1: Yeah. So like with all that, there is the extra d six movement worth kragnos plus kragnos is smashy stuff and minus kragnos is smashing your own shit in your phase which is bad for this army because you have low bravery and you want to be running away when you're fighting people not in your own home base right i know you can rally but you really don't have to have kragnos get shot kill a whole bunch of people and then have to stand there and issue rally until people come back
0: yeah especially yeah i i can't imagine bringing kragnos in this in a like I can maybe see it with squigs, but really you have better options.
1: I'm thinking I might throw him in Trogherd, uh a because I've literally never won cragnos ever, and b because in Trogherd it might be kind that, of is fun. 3D6, that is a three d six that is a three d six charge with Trogherd. throwing nine rock guts three d six charge that might be kind of funny. Yeah, like I don't know, it would you'd have one shot, but you could just totally kept essentially you'd you'd be one throwing shot an entire to get wall. everything you ever wanted. Yes, you only get one shot, you don't want to miss it. Uh, so, Kragnos, meh. Yeah, Kragnos is there. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's a destruction book. Here's Kragnos. Yeah.
0: But, hey, we do have Scragrot.
1: Yeah. So, what we're going to do, uh, all of you, is we're not going to go through every single War Scroll. Because there's, there's a lot of them. Yeah, there's a lot of them. What we're basically going to do is highlight a couple, and then the rest of them kind of talk about what makes that unit cool or unique, and why you would want to include it, or why you don't want to include it. Um, Scragrot, you're going to include... You're just going to include Scrag. Rock. He's 160 points. 160 points. Let's find out what he does. It's so everything. Everything. <laughs> so he's a five up move, five up save, six bravery, six wounds. Fine. Um, he's got a, a moon on the moon on a stick weapon. It's a 2-inch range, three attacks, 3s and 3s rend one damage d3. That's fine. He doesn't have his range shooting attack anymore. I'm a little sad, but that's okay. He got way better on everything else. Um he's your general even if he's not picked to be your general, of course, because he's the guy that's literally in charge of this entire army. Mm-hmm. Uh, two spells when they listen to him. Two unbinds. Pretty just, solid. Pretty solid. Two by twos. Uh he can issue a command point or issue a command once a turn without command point being spent. That's real good if you're you know really rallying great. stuff. On yep. Him. Yeah. Um if he's in a gitz army, uh gits are affected by the light of the bad moon when they're wholly within twelve of him. Just always that's fucking sweet. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. He's just walking around regenerating trogs. Uh, he has got a crown. He has a ward of four up, and he adds plus one to casting and unbinding. So some of those spells that were on sevens a little easier to get out with Scragrot. If you brought that free endless spell, he can pop it out
0: for you. Also, oh, the feather is just a, f- a four up ward. Just a four up ward. Yeah, it's a four up ward.
1: So those six wounds are essentially nine to ten wounds in terms of how much you'll probably to gain. Yeah, so for value, pretty decent. Also, he's on the smallest cavalry base, b- which means you can actually physically just hide him and run him away from stuff. Uh, let's look at this real fun stuff he has. So he has the Loon King's Entreaty, once per battle. Before you roll a dice to determine if the bad moon moves at the start of the round, I'm not going to read the rest of this. You just don't. You just decide if you want it to move or not. That's it. You just get a turn where you go, it's not going to move, or I want it to move. All of those battle tactics and all of those things where you need to control the moon. You just stick it in the To you, and we're not even done with all the stuff this unit does yeah. because it's not like he has one of the best fucking spells in the game. <laughs> Bangs of the Bad Moon is a spell. Josh, what's the casting value on this? Three! Three. Nagash is so mad. Um, so, and a range of... 24! The table. So, uh, casting value of three, range of 24. You pick an enemy unit within range and visible to the caster. Roll a number of dice equal to the casting roll. For each three up, they take a mortal wound. So, if you... Let's say you roll a six. That's, what, three mortal wounds on average to somebody? No, uh, four. Well, with our rolls, probably two. But yeah. yeah, between so three to four mortal wounds on everyone, just to just do that, just, just to have it. that ability. You're just, just gonna
0: you're just gonna plunk you're just gonna plunk things with mortal wounds.
1: All those heroes that can't be targeted because they can't be shot. This right around, he's just gonna nerf. He's just gonna, he's just gonna magic them. Yeah, just take Galatian champions around the board. A little extra chip damage on stuff. I mean, the time you it's crank 160 it, hundred sixty points. 160, yeah. 160 points also you know he's uh he's he's a hero so he can you know do all the hero stuff like he's he's everything you want and then more and he's a cool model too I have not seen him on the shelf since I bought mine when he launched and I'm very glad that I got one because I'm thinking this is one of those ones that's just gonna be gone now he's gonna be forever yeah he, he is genuinely like the best model in this army he is I don't know why you wouldn't include him right like I put him in my trog herd because I the spell to finish off a wounded unit, also in the hero phase, so you can move some guys. Like, mm-hmm. there's all that power. He can just do all the spells um, because, you know, he knows all... Oh, we forgot about that. He knows all of the spells oh. in the lore. Uh, not just... He, uh, the Lord of the Moon Clans, yeah. So, like, cool. He's got access to all that stuff. You can bring the endless spells. Like, it's it's a silly model. I, I He... You know that thing where they creep a model up about ten points every edition for a he's couple of editions. He's going to be like two twenty. He's going to get back up to two hundred. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know yeah. why he wouldn't. But you bring him because he manipulates the moon and all the other stuff and all the need.
0: spell stuff. And, and what are you going to do against him?
1: Stand around. Yeah, or try to try to shoot him. I guess is the best thing you could do. But because of Galatian veterans, right, or champions right now. Which yeah, because he doesn't. He's not a mount. Well, no, but, he, but he's unique. Yeah, so he, oh, he was still kind of against it. Yeah, but either way. It's hard to pick this guy off at a distance because of the amount of the ward and the wounds and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, he's you don't, still just beefy, and you don't need him to be so. Yeah, you don't need him to be within super heart range or anything like that. Yeah, I
0: mean, freaking well, shooting range is like normally like, you know, less than twenty four.
1: Yeah, it's for like most I think stuff. the average is eighteen. I saw somewhere. Yeah. For shooting models, your KO skews far one way, right? And then like fire slayers have nine inch range on their shooting, so they skew the other direction entirely. Yeah. So that's Scragg You're gonna see him. You're gonna you're all gonna all the time. If you, if, you, if
0: you have him, you're gonna play him.
1: Yeah, absolutely get about, him painted up. How about Gabapalooza? Welcome to one of the most confusing units in the game <laughs> forever. Uh, it has been eroded, so we're going to. I'm going. To, I got the eroded right here, so we can talk about the two things that are different for it. Oh boy. Okay. So Gabapalooza <laughs> is a unit. It's a one unit. It includes a Scaremonger, Brugit, Spiker, Bogalai, and Shroomancer. So that's five guys in the unit. Thank God they just made them have one weapon profile. Mm-hmm. I understand some people, they used to have all individual different weapons, and it was cool because I think one of them was actually really good. I think it was Scaremonger. Like, you could actually send him off and have him do a bunch of damage on stuff. And it was kind of cool. Now they're all simplified. That's fine. They all, one attack each, fours and fours, rend one, damage D3. Cool. Don't You're not, who cares? You're not going to get this unit in a fight. Here we go. This unit is like five individual heroes that don't count as heroes or a unit that all do weird shit, and they've been sold out forever. And as of right now, I think one of them stacks still, as per the errata. So let's find out. Let's go on a little journey here together. Ready for it? All right. So the unit's Bogolai uh, can I attempt to cast, and that's the guy who we should probably describe oh, here's what I'm going to do I'm going to say the name and I want you to try to describe which model this is they're on the right and they have the names under them mm-hmm. this is like the mom describing Pokemon thing <laughs> like so what does the eye look like Josh uh, well the Bogalai, uh
0: looks like he um, he looks like a witch <laughs> from Halloween yeah, yeah Um, but he's got a spooky like smoky staff uh-huh. a la um, the uh the Iron Jaws wizard oh yeah yeah, yeah the weird knob yeah the, the weird the yeah. weird knob shaman um, but he has a much pointier hat. He does, and he's also got like a bunch of little
1: dudes hanging out. Yeah, with him. he's got like little baby, uh, little baby goblins next to. him. Are they like are those snotlings? I think I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so that guy, yeah, uh, he can cast one spell in on your hero phase and attempt to unbind one. Um, in addition, the shroomancer can attempts to cast one he- spell in your hero phase and unbind one in the enemy phase. The Shroomancer is a guy in a mushroom. Yeah, the Shroomancer is the guy in a mushroom who is tripping balls. Yeah. And uh, he's terrified. Like, I love this model because he's absolutely terrified of a flying mushroom bat-winged monster, which may not even actually exist. Mm-hmm. Like, I-, I like not... I think mine that I built, I didn't put that on there. Because I just wanted him to be afraid of something that didn't exist. He's just... It's a great model because it's absolutely just a terrified animal sitting on top of a walking mushroom, and somehow he can do magic. Who knows? Who knows? Um, So if you take a spell lore enhancement, the spell you pick, uh, it's known by both of them, which is also nice because the logistics of trying to figure that out would have been a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, those are those two. Here you go. The hallucinogenic hallucinogenic fungus bruise. Um, In the first battle round, this unit has a ward of four. In the second battle round, a unit of five. In a third and subsequent battle rounds, the unit has a ward of six. That's okay. That's just to keep them alive. You need that. Gabapalooza Know-whats. Know-whats? Know-whats? Know what? You know-whats? What are they Know-whats? These are once per turn in your hero phase, You can unit, your unit can use its Gabapalooza Know-whats. If you do, pick one of the following effects to apply. This has been eroded to say a unit cannot be affected by the same effect of this ability more than once at the same time. However, you have multiple Loses. You can put multiple effects on the same unit. Still, you can also put it on them if you just feel like it. I think. Let's find out. Um, so, the first one, Glareface Dance. You can only pick it when it has a Scaremonger. Josh, what's the Scaremonger look like? Uh, the Scaremonger
0: is sort of like a busted pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> that's on top of so it's two guys one has like a busted pumpkin face with uh some very uh, with uh, i guess they're tusks yeah um standing on top of another one that is holding the skeleton
1: head of some sort of beast it's two kids trying to ride a uh a roller coaster but they're not the right height right if they had a trench coat this would be my favorite model. Be, it would be amazing yes be, uh yeah I think that's supposed to be like the scare shields that they have on all the cruel boys because it's kind of a similar pointy nose thing. But
0: you know, if we had one more, it would—I would call them lock, shock, and barrel.
1: Oh yeah, you could absolutely do that. Yeah, paint them up that way. Need
0: need one more though.
1: If you had one more, you could do uh, a. Hold on, I can't remember the name of the Aro monsters. Oh shoot, (laughs) I was trying to remember the three of them. There was a. Was it Crumb? Crumb held his hand. Yeah, his eyeballs in his hands. Oblina. Was that uh, the I don't the, remember. Can, the stick lady? Yeah. <laughs> it was the, and then the red one. I don't know. You could do that too. Uh, that's some real deep nonsense references <laughs> for you. So yeah, if you've got the scaremonger, um, you can pick a friendly gim- gloomspite Gets unit, holy within 12 of this unit, add one to run and charge rolls for that unit. Okay, so if you've got some squigs and you brought this guy, you got, you're already at plus two to run and charge. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, if you have a brew you can do a peddled potion. Josh.
0: The brewgit is just a dude in a in a black trench coat who's got uh some sort of horrific contraption on his back, um, that is making a brew of some kind. The question that I have is where is that brew coming from? Like how where is he taking the things and adding the brew? Because he it's it's on him. He's got the brew and then he's got a little baggie the brew's falling into. Mm. But I
1: don't I don't know is that brew coming out of him? I ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it might be actually. <laughs> I don't know. I like that he's wearing the thing on his head that has the the coal. Oh, the coals to keep, keep the he- brew heating. because that's so stupid. Yeah, that you would put a bunch of hot stuff on your brain. That that's exactly what it gets would do. Yeah, and <laughs> I love that. So, like, I gotta heat
0: up this brew somehow, and I then you would have it, it hanging
1: over your head yeah. entirely. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Um, just not OSHA safe at all. So if you've got that guy, you can pick a friendly gets hero wholly within 12 and add one to the hit and wound rolls for attacks made with melee weapons by that hero until the start of your next hero phase. Okay, so that says melee weapons. It doesn't say not mount. So that mangler squig that you gave the plus one. I keep going back to that guy. He takes all the buffs in this army so well. Because you could just uh, throw this on him if he's a hero on the mangler squig. There you go. Plus one to hit and wound. In case you didn't already have it from the other five ways in this book to get that. And nasty poisons you can pick this one if you have a spiker i think this is the last one you have to describe for us uh it
0: is it this is the horrible mutated version of uh spider-man um in like the the one in the one version of and like i don't remember what earth version of that is but it's the one where he actually becomes more spider than man
1: technically if you think that the original animated series is canonically correct it would be in that universe because he did turn into man spider when he was fighting morbius in season like Re- guess we watched Spider Man a lot recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think like season three or four when it was when they did a whole lot of Morbius stuff, and I was like, my God, I do not care about Morbius. You take I, that back! I clocked out in that season <laughs> so hard as a kid, I was like, oh no! And he sucks people through his hands. hands? That's the uh, this yeah, is lame. Little... Bring back Doc Ock. Doc right. Ock was the coolest. Ooh, or Vim um, But yeah, I mean that's it's it's, it's he has a staff
0: and yeah. he's got some stuff. He's got some potions in his backpack that he's carrying around with him. He's got
1: he's got a little, uh, little how little howdah full of full of bottles there. Um, so if you've got him, you can pick a friendly gets unit wholly within 12 and improve the rend characteristic of that unit's weapons by one. So essentially, oh wait, hold on, we got it. Well, there's, there's some spells, but real fast, the know what's are essentially pick a unit, they get a bonus. But you can't do the same bonus, but that's okay because if you brought two of these guys, you can do t- two different bonuses on someone. You can give them plus one to run and charge, uh, plus one to hit and wound, and then plus one or minus one to rend. That's a pretty solid way to just jack one guy up really hard and throw him out there. Uh, and, then, and then on top of that, they have their own spells. That they do. So the Bogolai, um mesmerizes a spell that has a casting value of 6 and a range of 12. Only the Bogalai knows it and can attempt to cast it. Um, if successfully cast, you pick an enemy unit within range invisible. Until the start of your next hero phase, that unit cannot issue or receive commands. Okay. Neat. That's a roar that you don't have to roar. Yeah. Like, that's, that can be pretty good. And finally, the Shroommancer has a spell that he somehow gets out while fighting for his life. He has a spell that's casting value of 6 and a range of 12. This is the Fungoid Cloud. Only this unit's Shrewmanster knows it, blah, blah, blah. If he's casting it until the start of your next hero phase, subtract 1 from hit rolls for attacks that target friendly gets while they're wholly within range of this unit, which is 12. So this is a super good buff unit, for one thing. Here's some fun things about this unit. You can bring it back with the Shrine. Because it's technically it counts as a gets unit, so if someone wipes this out, you can bring back now you have to decide which of your babies you like the most, <laughs> but that's okay because you probably know at that point what you need to do. Um, they are super good buff units, they are super good at buffing everything like there's no reason not to have them because everything is basically gets so they can boof, they can get trogs going, they can get spiders going, they can get squigs going, like they're good for everybody, and here's the best part as we flip back to the prices. Uh, let's see how much are there. What, what do you think? What would you pay? Ooh. What would you pay for all of these abilities? My guess would be 120 points. Oh. You're a little under. Price is right. You would have won 145. Oh. That's not enough for all the buffs this unit Wait, can 145? do. 145? Yeah. Why
0: 45? Everything's supposed to be in 10 increments now.
1: Because the Snalfring writers are 135 and this book hates you. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Remember, they're not. There's like that one model that didn't get changed. Yeah, there was one model that didn't get changed. Also, there's like four in here that are like that. So I yeah. don't know what the hell. I had what, forgotten all about What are you, what are you doing, G Dubs? I don't. They don't know. They're just having, yeah. having a good time.
0: They probably they <laughs> they must have done all of these points before. They were like, oh yeah, we should do everything in ten point increments.
1: And they were like, fuck. This book come out before the GHB? Uh. Boy, we need to get a calendar. Yeah, in here we need, or need a calendar <laughs> of content
0: when things are dropping. Yeah.
1: Either way, that is kind of strange. Yeah, but yeah. um, it's still even at 150. The amount of buffs you can do that for three hundred points, you have two of these guys running around. Like that's that's a lot. This is a really good unit. You will see these. Well, assuming people already have them, yeah, you will see them because otherwise you can't get them. They've been sold out on GW store for like six months now. Yeah. Like we've I've seen one box come in one ever. Yeah, they're they're pretty cool. All right, now we get into a bunch of heroes that we could just kind of fly by real fast. Yeah. So first one's Loom Boss. Yep, this I- is the guy that looks like the Big Mac tonight guy. <laughs> If I can't go any farther back with these references, <laughs> it's funny
0: because uh, you got to it before I did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's if you, it yeah. if you saw those commercials, you saw the would never not is, think this that is, this is, is that guy—the Big Mac Tonight guy. I had a toy of that guy on a little motorcycle, and I am trying so hard to find it in my parents' yeah. basement because I don't. It's like one of those things. That if I can find and use it instead of on a Mangler Squig, I'll put a little Squig head on his motorcycle. I'll have a good time. Perfect. Uh, so Loomboss, Boss, yeah, he's just a guy. Uh, normal normal hero stuff. He's got five attacks, threes and threes, are in one damage d3, so he's pretty good. He has stab him good, which is a very good ability. Um, when he issues an all out attack, this is one of the first times I've seen this. When he issues all out attack, um, if the unit gets the all out attack, they also get unmodified hits of six do a mortal wound.
0: Yeah, and it's and it's both. Oh, unmodified
1: wounds. Sorry, do yeah. a mortal wound. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, and it's both.
1: Yeah, which is really cool. It's it's uh, all attack plus. Which there's a couple of things in here that are like that, and I like that. It, it's neat. It's gives him a little more reason to do it yeah so this guy is great and yeah I mean come on mortal wounds on sixes on wounds you're gonna see him too yeah
0: yeah especially for friggin like those hordes of shit where you're fishing for you know fives and sixes anyway now it's like like, oh big herd yeah like a
1: hundred attacks at something just
0: just going nuts
1: Yep. uh next one madcap shaman I really like this guy but he's only available in metal so this is what it looks like to be this close to legends probably (laughs) um I just want to point out I really really like him because the kit is cute because he has a little tiny guy on his head, yeah. just and the little tiny guy is also wearing the identical outfit of the bigger guy. Uh-huh. You can't really see it in the picture, but that, I just I liked that. I was like, that's nice. Uh, you're not gonna bring him, no. But <laughs> because he's okay. So night shot is his spell, casting five range of twelve. You pick a friendly gets unit, um, subtract one from hit rolls attacks that from missile weapons that target that unit. Okay, I guess I used to run him in trog herd because he kind of did that, and I needed to not get shot to death. Yeah, your trogs don't care anyway. Yeah. You not, probably not
0: anymore, they don't.
1: Yeah, you're not going to be bringing this guy, probably.
0: Squig Boss with Nasha
1: All right, so this guy, um, let's see, da, 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 he has released the squigs, which is what you're going to bring him for. So he's got a squig buddy. This is one of the, maybe one of the newer ones? I don't know which one of these is newest. I know the one beneath him is very old, because I have that in Finecast. Right. So I know that. Um, yeah, so he's got a squig. Uh, in your hero phase, you pick a squig unit within three to be fed a batch of shrooms. Um, when you do that, you can either add three to its move, you can make the hit roll do a mortal wound. Uh-huh, I wonder if there's a guy that synergizes and also makes the wound rolls do a mortal wound directly on the opposite <laughs> page. Yes. Um, and you can... thats uh, Or you can add one of the attacks characteristics of that unit's bitey stuff, which you already have plus one attacks characteristics. So keep track of that. You've got plus two now if you bring this guy. And his release the squigs. You release a friendly... Um, you release the squigs. Each friendly squig hurt unit, wholly within 12 of him, can make a normal move. If you're playing Squig herd, you probably have this guy in there just for that. Yeah, just to get him out of just the game to get
0: fast. him moving faster.
1: Yeah. Uh, then there's the Loon boss with a giant cave Squig. He's a little more damagey. Um, he doesn't. He does the uh, going somewhere, which is you pick a friendly Grot unit. Uh, the Loon boss will set his cave Squig loose on the Grots, so you kill your own unit. For each mortal wound they take, they give plus three to their bravery, which is just stupid. I like it. I, you don't <laughs> yeah, care, but don't it's care. really funny. Um, his, actually his gobbled up is the thing that I love because you pick an enemy unit, and if you roll greater than that moon, it's, that model's wounds characteristic, it's slain. So he's got the star drake thing. He's better than Gargans at killing a single guy. Your opponent might not expect this dude to just eat a whole ass. Yeah, hero. just
0: eat a just eat a thing.
1: Yeah, that's kind of cool.
0: There's Grin the Great.
1: All right, so we got two things here. These are both your underworlds. There's three underworlds warbands in here. One of them's yep. the Wolf Guys. Um, there's the two here. So,
0: so there's Grimgrak the Great, and then Grimgrak's Loom Court.
1: Yeah, the Grimgrak the uh, the Great. He's the guy, the hero guy. Uh, da, 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 da. He gives fight on death. That's if you're playing lots of hordes. That's a good thing to have. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Fights on death is pretty nice. Uh, his his dudes have a weird thing where when you start the game you pick a terrain feature and if they get to that terrain feature, um, a, they, their quest is complete. Yeah, and then they get a four up ward for the rest of the battle. Which okay, is neat. Yeah, and of course they can take damage for the guy. Yeah. So so then there's Zarbag and Zarbag's gets. Hold on, I actually just I, hold on. How many units are in Gringrat's Loon court? I think I've just figured out something that might that probably twelve other people have figured out already.
0: Uh.
1: Four. Four. Okay. Yeah,
0: because there's. Uh, so there's. Uh, so I'm going to read these names because they're fantastic. So in Green Grax Court, there is Grib, Dewonky Lance, uh, Poke and Snark, Skolo and Pronk. Oh, sorry. I think there's five that. I think Skolo Snor- and Pronk
1: are on top of each other.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, but I'm seeing so it's, it's So it's Grib, Dewonky Lance. That's one. Uh huh. Poke and Snark. That's two. Uh-huh. Skulko and Pronk. Yeah, that's yeah. three. Snorbo, DeSpor. Snorbo de that's four uh pointy burke that's five and Moonface nags so that's actually six I, six I, of them
1: i really like that uh skulko and pronk sounds like a goblin law firm <laughs> like <laughs> if you've been right if you've been wrongfully slapped by Kragnos and you brought him in your army call us call us in skulko and See,
0: i was i was thinking it was uh, along the lines of like a an old british uh comedy mm. duo also could be yes yeah.
1: oh yes yeah, skulko and pronk it's just like Punch and Judy, but they
0: just absolutely yeah. kill each other. It's just, it's just like, a, like a weird like, ITV or BBC show.
1: Yeah. There's Punch and Judy reference for all of my 1400s fans
0: <laughs> listening out right now. How far back can these references go? Uh, so, Zarbag and Zarbag's Gets.
1: Yeah, so Zarbag and Zarbag's Gets uh, has a fun trick that I that I just confirmed that. He's got Jealous Hex as his spell at 18 inch range, casting by 6. You pick an enemy hero um, within range until the start of your next hero phase. Ignore positive modifiers to hit and wound. For attacks, ignore positive modifiers to save rolls, so they can't basically get any pluses to anything. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. Like if you got to turn a hero off and then just have him get swamped by stuff, that's pretty good. Uh, he's also got a spell, casting value of five, range of nine. Uh, you pick an enemy within range, and it must retreat. If it's impossible for it to retreat, it takes d6 mortal wounds. It's situational, but I, I the other one is so good that you having the other one there with him. no, eh, maybe maybe you need it. Maybe you need to make somebody run away or to get an objective for one of your battle tactics. Um, his gets. Pretty much just uh, you know, not worth talking about except for that uh sour tongue thing. There. Uh the first time this unit is set up on the battlefield, one loon smash of fanatics unit consisting of one model is added to your army and hidden within this unit as a reserve unit. <laughs> I just like that just one guy just comes screaming out and like ah! yeah. just smashes stuff. Uh, so we move on to the sneaky snufflers. Yeah. Okay. So these guys are good and here's why you'll see them. Uh, they have a ward of five up their stats and stuff. Who gives a crap? <laughs> Honestly, a lot of the stuff in the book, you don't even care about the stats. Yeah. You're, you're looking c- you at care the, about abilities. the abilities. Yeah. Um, At the start of the movement phase, if they don't move, you can say they're harvesting loon cap mushrooms, but if you teleported them, they can be wherever you need them to be. Um, they make a harvesting roll by rolling a dice. Add one if they're under the light of the bad moon. On a one or two, nothing happens. On a three, you pick a friendly gets unit wholly within 12. It has a ward of five up until the start of your next hero phase. In addition, if the harvesting roll is a six, you add one to the attacks characteristics. How would you like a uh, just a ward on one of those trogs and more attacks? And more attacks. Yeah. <laughs> Here's some mushrooms for my trog herd. Yes, yeah. please. I mean, that is a thing that literally benefits every single thing in this book. So, <laughs> yeah, you're probably going to see this guy. Or these guys, actually, because it's a, it's a set of dudes. Can we talk about my favorite gits? It's Fungo Cave Shaman. I love this I guy. love the Fungo Cave Shaman I'm a little Shaman sad so he's a little weaker than yeah, he Yeah, a to little, be. little weaker. Um, because he, he lost his ward. He's, he used to have a ward. Mm-hmm. A used while to have a ago. A ward. He used to have a name. Yeah. This is the guy from Malign Portents. The named character got smushed, actually. Kragnos killed him in one of the Broken Realms books. Uh, So, yeah, the Fungo Cave Shaman, Uh, he gives you a four-up command point chance at starting your hero phase. Um... He could do an extra spell. The biggest thing for him is that he's not visible if you're more than a foot away. So that's like pretty good if you need to cap an objective and not get shot. Yeah. while you're standing the, there.
0: The, the biggest thing for me is that it's that it's that four up receiving extra command point because that's super useful in a lot of like the other. Yes, and like just a lot of the other armies, like especially for like Chalkerd, which is what I'm probably going to wind up, wind up playing at some point. Fungo Cave Shaman comes along with that Trog Herd just to get the extra command points so that we can have the command points to do mm. the other
1: things we need to do. And he doesn't worry about Lookout Sir because you can't get Lookout Sir in a Trog Herd list, but he doesn't care. Yeah, he's constantly he's, hidden. He's just, hi- he's just hidden among the mushrooms. He's also got a spell, uh, casting value of seven, range of six. Each enemy unit within range suffers D6 mortal wounds. You're like, boy, that sucks uh, until you throw some mirrors out. And you put the mirrors out with somebody who's a better spellcaster than him to guarantee them out, and then he just pops this sucker off and <laughs> boom, boom! Maybe boom, boom, you boom. only do one damage. Maybe you nuke a lot of their army yeah. on the first turn.
0: Well, and it, you roll separately for each unit that's being hit by it. too. Yeah. So it's a D six. So it's not like you roll D six. Like a, you roll a D six, and then that's how many b- more wounds happen for each right. unit. It's no that unit takes a D six. That unit takes a D six. That unit takes a D six.
1: Pretty good. You're at least getting a ping of one damage on everything, which yep. if you need to trigger battle shock and stuff, that could be cool. Yeah, well, I, I we- think we can some things up. I like that guy. Uh, Loon Smasher fanatics. Oh boy, and the, smor- and
0: the spore Splat of fanatics. They're...
1: Which we're not really gonna. They're they're good. The other ones are better. Yeah, Loon Smashers are whew, just. Let's look at this attack profile. This is when we do have to look at the attack profile. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they have range of three excellent range my god <laughs> that's longer than gargant attacks <laughs> uh attacks d6 okay that's I've played enough chaos spawns to know that's gonna be a one um to hit fours to wound threes rend two damage d3 so they will do some damage during deployment instead of setting them up in the battlefield you can put it aside and you can say it's hidden in a reserve unit you can set up one hidden unit in this manner for each friendly moonclot grot moonclan grot moonclot <laughs> so I gotta go to the doctor I got a bad moonclot a uh, Moon Clan Grot unit consisting of five or more battle models that does not have squigs or fanatic keywords. And we're going to go here and look at uh, Zarbag's gits here because I already got one. Oh, Gloom Spike gets. Uh, uh, I guess you could just put five of these in a Underworlds unit. <laughs> sure. Why there's not? eight of them and they hide five guys, <laughs> six guys technically. <laughs> Okay. okay, Zarbags gets suddenly becomes the most terrifying time bomb for your <laughs> opponents because they know, especially if you brought it in Trogherd. Guess who only has Zarbags gets and nothing else? Um, they're gonna know that's where all your fanatics are, <laughs> but they don't want to go fight you because then your fanatics come out to kill them. Uh-huh. It's a really weird threat play to do, and I like it. Uh, yeah, so they and also the other thing that's really good if the unit is destroyed, they still get to get set up. Yeah, they don't get to do the at the start of the charge phase, which is they get released. Uh, they get to be set up wholly within 3 the enemy unit, which they're hidden, and more than 3 from enemy units. Uh, if it was released in the charge phase, it can attempt to charge. So you get a 3-inch charge to get in there. Basically, what you do is you get your guys 5 to 4 inches away, and then you drop these guys so they have that guaranteed 3-inch charge right in front. And then you charge your other guys in behind them just to kind of pick up the pieces and stuff. My
0: favorite thing about these guys, though, they have the strike-first effect.
1: Yes. They, oh, they yeah.
0: just It's just on their war scroll. They strike first.
1: Yep. So they strike first. They can pop out. Um, if they... If the unit gets killed, they still get to show up on the table and try to do something. Mm -hmm. This is a solid, solid unit. It's really good. It's It's really really good. good. Spore splatters, kind of the same concept, except um, they don't get to hide. But after deployment, they get to make a normal move. Um, They add one to attacks of gets, wholly within nine of them, which is okay. But once again, you've kind of got better ways to do it, honestly. And the Spore Cloud, essentially, they block visibility if they're... There. They're not bad against, like, shooting armies. Yeah, I think they have utility, but I think that when you open your kit, you're probably going to build fanatics, yeah. because they're just so much sure. better.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, especially because, like, I mean, units that fly and have shooting, so character and overlords don't care about the line of sight anyway.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: and then... We got Moon Clan Shooters now we're and into the Moon Clan Stabbers. So yeah. you got the
1: two varieties. You got shooting guys
0: and you got your stabby dudes.
1: They are basically... Kind of the same except they each have one little kind of ability at the end that changes them. Uh, shooters 20 inch range, one attack, fours and fives, no rend, one damage. Like, you're throwing a bucket of dice at people, is what yeah. you're trying to do. Um, they have the nets. I know a lot of people
0: that have just skipped their shooting phase with the moon clan shooters, where it's like they have a shooting phase that's 20 inches. I'm not even gonna bother. Yeah, if
1: you <laughs> if you only brought like 20 of them. It, you're looking at maybe a wound or two, yeah. like, and, and it's maybe not even worth it. But if you brought 60 of them,
0: yeah, we're talking.
1: and you've added one to their attacks characteristics, now you have 120 shots <laughs> at a 20-inch range. Now you're getting into cunning and ruck numbers, and you can get some numbers off of that. Also, both units, they fixed the netters. I'm going to real fast explain netters. It used to be that the actual model with the net had to be within three inches, and every model within three inches was minus one to hit. So your unit would be like splitting its attacks weird, trying to get around that. I hated it. Now, if it has a netter and you're within an inch of the unit, you are subtract one for a hit. Cool. Uh, so shooters and stabbers, basically the same kind of thing. Stabbers have the cool ability where if a unit has 20 or more models, they can contest an objective within, within 9 inches instead yeah, of 6. Yeah, instead of 6. That's, so you hand-of-gork them, and you have them just kind of hang out. Now, you probably don't want to do it with a unit of 20, because one single errant shot will yeah. ruin that. It's It's probably your pack of 40. That yeah. you're probably going to move in most cases because
0: pack of sixty is a little bit hard to get into certain spots because there's yeah. just
1: a lot of dudes. It's a lot. That's what you're just throwing right in the middle of the table and you're yeah. like, "Let's go, everybody!" You know. <laughs> but uh, you can being able to contest that objective on a nine. It's kind of like really handy. Yeah, it's really handy. It's a good way to uh, fool your opponent. It's a good way to fight those damn foxes. Is what it is? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you you come over here yeah, and fight me. Fight me. Yeah, you get to pile. You get to back up six inches. Cool. I'm still farther away than you. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think, I, listening to professionals talk about this, which is like AOS coach, basically, <laughs> um, I think shooters do better than stabbers because they tend, you, more volume of shots, honestly, the attack profile is close to the same anyway, like, you go one attack fives and fives instead of one attack fours and fours. Okay, you plus one to hit, and you're there. Yeah. Um, I think they're just more viable, because also when they come back, they can still get into the fight faster because of shooting. They don't have to then always run back into the table once they've regenerated from the shrine. Right. So I think you see a lot of shooters, probably. Uh, next, we got some cool models. That just I'm so they sad. suck. I'm so, so sad. So
0: Rip the Snow Fangs and the Snow Fang Riders.
1: He's all right. He's the Gloom, uh, the Underworlds thing. He does a uh, six-inch enemy unit pile in. He can move an extra three inches when he piles in. He's one of those guys. Josh is standing up again. We've hit the point of the show where Josh's... <laughs> My ass has <is> fallen asleep. <laughs> Josh's ass has left the building. Um, and, uh, yeah, they can add one to hit and wound rolls for the attacks if they target a unit that has one or more wounds because, you know, it's bloody and the wolves are going after it. That's all right. It's a little shark yeah. guys. They're okay. Uh, they're not great. The biggest disappointment of this entire book to me is the Snarl Fang Riders mm-hmm. because I think the models look cool. They're very old-school fantasy goblins. This is the most goblin-y riding a wolf model. Yeah. Like anybody goblin on a warg whatever, this is the best looking version of that. And that's why you're gonna buy it for your DD games <laughs> or for your Pathfinder adventures or for other systems. You're not because gonna Because the model itself is kind of missing some keywords, isn't it? Yeah. So the thing is is they have the Git Mob keyword, which is great because that synergizes with nothing. Mm-hmm. Um and they can take bonuses but why you could have a unit of five so they have a 16 inch shot one attacks fours and five rend one damage one all right uh their one attack on their savage sticker one attacks fours and fives damage one slavering jaws two attacks threes and threes damage two no rend anywhere to be seen on this whole unit and when it receives the redeploy command so you had to spend a command point on these guys um you can re-roll the dice okay and after they do that, they can shoot, but then they can't unleash hell. Oh boy! Five free chances to miss for spending a command point to yeah, get what's to essentially get... a shitty screen out of the way. Yeah, to do really nothing. And they're, I'm not, just... they're not Moon Clan. No, they're not Moon. Clan. Like they, they don't have the Moon Clan keyword. So all these cool bonuses we've been talking about, half of them don't even work a- on them. A- completely devoid for your yeah, Riders. Yeah, what is going on with these two units this is like an this is like a different army just showed up it's it's kind of like they were almost you know what it feels
0: like because you know you know the old world's coming back it kind of feels like they were like making some test models for the old world but they're like oh shit, we made more than we needed to i just uh, release them yeah we'll just release them for AOS yeah uh but and they're like well we don't have any rules for them i don't know make something up
1: and this is what they came up with. Yeah. Give them the standard AOS Calvary rules, which yeah. means no, no one, one likes them. them. They're not good. <laughs> but look at all these red swinging testes in here that we are <laughs> turning the page to. We've hit the ball page. It, look, if they didn't want us to call the loom boss on Mangler Squig testicles, they wouldn't have put two of them together.
0: And they wouldn't have attached them with
1: chains. Yeah. Like, that's you guys know what you're doing.
0: Yeah. 100%. Right. So this is a loom boss on Mangler Squig.
1: It's... Amazing! It's dope. It's so good. It's so good. A butt ton of attacks that we're not going to go through all of them, but you're looking at like you know threes and threes on his moon cutter. Oh, that's like just the guy. So here's the gob, because this is the thing you're going to boost the most of is the gob, the mouth. Uh, you got yeah. it's two inch range, two attacks, starting at a three, uh, down to up to a four, up to a five, down to a two. Because <laughs> they still have my favorite thing where when they're super wounded they're way better. Yeah, they become way more dangerous. Yeah, they're just flying around being mad um and so that one's gonna be uh to wound is a three rend one damage d6 so you're probably already sitting at a plus one to rend plus one to wound and all that kind of stuff and you got a d6 damage the balls and chains on them though Whew, man. <laughs> those eight, balls and chains on them
0: eight attacks to start with or sorry seven attacks to start with then down to six down to five then up to eight. Mm-hmm. Threes and threes negative two rend d3 damage each it's gross. It's
1: going to do some damage.
0: It's going to pump out so much damage. It also
1: has a hilarious move characteristic that's D6. Plus, and here we go 10, 7, 5, 10. Yeah. Yeah. I like the way that like loops back around. Um, and it can fly. And it's, you know, a hero. Uh, it also has impacts on four up. And uh, when it's slain, you roll a dice for each other model within, or each other unit within three inches on a four up. They take D3 mortal wounds. Uh, however, that, that can hit your guys. So yeah. be careful on that one. Um, and it can use its Bite the Moon ability. Uh, you add one to wound rolls for friendly squig units when they're wholly within 18 of this unit. Cool. Let's look at some squigs. <laughs> Let's do it. So, so yeah. Squig herd. Loomboss, I will say this on the loom boss on Mangler Squig. I think the choice you have to make is do you take the hero version or do you just take the Mangler? Because the loom boss is 370 and the Mangler by himself is 260. Yeah. It's a, it's a point. It's a... It's yeah. A- You're paying 110 points for some abilities. I don't know. I don't know on that one. Um, But... Let's talk about Squig Herd, because you're going to bring these probably. Uh, <laughs> yeah. D6 movement plus is 6 plus 5, which is great, because they used to all be random, and at least now you're guaranteed something, so yeah. you can kind of plan gu- a little you're bit. You're
0: guaranteed for them to at least move 5 inches, yeah. and then it's anywhere from 6 inches to 11 inches.
1: Yeah. Oh, the Loom Boss on Giant Cave Squig can now fly, according to the errata. We skipped over that, so oh. there, now you know that thing. Neat. Yeah. Um, so, the Squig Herd cannot receive commands. <laughs> Because you know,
0: there's nothing to command. You no, know, well, there's just a bunch of dummies. Bunch
1: of... <laughs> they got like two or three guys in there with symbols and like a stick and a jar full of quarters basically to a, chase them. Basically, a bunch of rocks. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's a bunch of. I still love the guy that took the old squig dice and then made those into squigs. <laughs> Technically a GW model. I like it. Um, at the start of your hero phase, you roll a dice for each squig herder in the unit, which is the guys following them around. For each two up, you can return D3 cave squigs to the unit. For each one, squig herder is slain because yes. they eat the guy with them. Uh-huh. Um, squig's gone wild. Just the immediate infomercial that pops into the head of anybody watching Comedy Central past 11 p.m. from the time of 1995 to 2003 knows exactly where this game was. And all you're seeing is just like... You can, you can, just, you can hear the marimba music <laughs> in the background. And it says, Squigs Gone Wild, the hottest squigs on the ten biggest beaches in America. Oh. <laughs> Show me a squigs. Um, each time a squig flees before the models removed, you roll a dice. On a two-up, you pick an enemy unit within nine inches, and it takes a mortal wound. That's important because they have a bravery of three, so they're leaving. Yeah, They've they're been, they're heading out. They're leaving.
0: Not within nine inches.
1: Within nine inches. This has been slightly errated. Um, each time a cave in the unit flees as a result of a battle shock test, before the movement is revolved from play, roll a dice on a two-up, it does the same thing. So they just clarified on a battle shock test, which is weird. I don't know. I guess there are some spells and stuff that force you to flee. I don't know. I don't know why this erratic was done. It Yeah.
0: I guess yeah. maybe be
1: yeah, yeah. All right. Well, whatever. Well, if you if you at home know why that clarification had to be made, what what, what was so broken that they had to fix yeah. that? <laughs> I'm curious. Um, yeah. So, oh, we didn't miss the Lumbos and Giant Cave quick because he's right on this page yeah. as well. Yeah. He's uh, he's
0: underneath, but he can fly now. He did not. He was not originally able to fly based yeah. on that, but now he can fly.
1: He can fly when he charges. His spear does better. Uh, you're going to bring him because his ability in the combat phase, after he's fought for the first time, you can pick a friendly Boingart Bounders unit that's has not yet fought within three inches and wholly within 12 of him and they can fight. So he's got the bring a buddy and they stab thing that a lot of heroes do yeah. now. Um, but he's also got, he's on a squig and it does some pretty decent damage. It's got a lot of, rend one down the whole profile, a total of 13 attacks. <laughs> so it's got some damage potential from a little hero guy and you can give him all that fun hero artifacts and spells and stuff. And there we go. No, no, it's not More. 13 attacks, it's, it's nine attacks. Or it's either
0: eight or nine. It's either eight or nine attacks. Because he, he's he's got one of the weapon options. It's a moon cutter or a
1: moon cloud oh. A moon Oh, how dare they? Yeah. How dare they make that stuff still happen? Yeah. He ha- he has weapon options still. He has weapon options. Well, whatever you built him with, it's probably okay. Yeah. Because they're it's both fine. okay.
0: Yeah. They're, they're both good.
1: Yeah. Uh, you so you got squig hoppers. Yeah, so you when you beat your squig hopper box, you've got hoppers and bounders. Bounders have almost always been the thing you went with. They were just a little better. There are some uses for Squig Hoppers right now, I think. Uh, and, and hearing people who play get's talk about it, um, they are great screens because they're super duper fast. D six plus ten, so you could get a sixteen inch. I think they're pretty cheap too. Squig Hoppers are like I want to say they come in fives, I believe. Why is this not in
0: freaking alphabetical order? That's the thing
1: that's the most that's the most frustrating. Uh, it's because it's you. It's an order of battlefield roll. <laughs> No really. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing when they click uh sort by column, for some reason they click battlefield roll. Yeah. I don't know why. Guys, click sk- the names. Yeah, we're squig hoppers. they there's third from the top. Ten yeah. for hundred and eighty. Ten for hundred and eighty. And they're battle line.
0: Yeah, they are. What so, are the sorts of bounders?
1: Uh they are five. Four. I don't know. <laughs> I've I've lost them now on the med- Oh, oh uh, hundred and forty. Hundred and forty. Okay, so obviously when you get the squig hoppers you get more wounds. Yeah, and so that could be pretty good but a 6-up save they're not going to stay around long um, the thing that you might have them do if they make a normal move run a retreat you pick an enemy unit and roll a dice for each model in this unit that passed across the model for each 4-up they take a mortal wound so they can do some damage and flop around and stuff I think they're really good screens the Bounders that's where you want to invest your money
0: yeah Bounders are, are always good I've been murdered by an entire pack of Bounders once before.
1: Yeah, I think we've all suffered. <laughs>
0: we've, <laughs> all, of, we've all suffered the Bounder, the bounder charge. The fate of before. going,
1: well, how, how tough could six goblins on bouncing testicles really be? Yeah. And then they just annihilate how, your... How much
0: damage is that? Yeah, oh, all of my
1: Liberators? All? Oh, okay. That My entire Carriage and Overlord's army? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my ten Liberators have just died? Cool. Uh, all right. Uh, so the Bounders, D6 plus 7 move, so they're a little slower. Um, save is a 4-up, Bravery 5, which I guess might matter. Uh, but the save is the four up instead of a six up, so that's an advantage right yeah. there. Um, when they charge, they do four up impact hits um, based on the models in the unit, so that's a nice way to get a little a little squeak of damage there. If they made a charge, which you want them to, they're plus one damage on the rend or on the pokin lances and improve the rend of them, which the pokin lance two attacks, two inch range, fours and threes rend one damage one. So on the charge, rend two damage two. Yeah. Plus all the bites, which you're getting extra bites, and you're probably plus one to hit on the bites and plus mm-hmm. one. The amount of synergies you can throw onto this model are so many that I've actually forgotten an hour and a half ago when we started talking <laughs> about the synergies on this model. Yeah. This is kind of a spreadsheet army, which is funny because it's also the one that stoners like the most. It's like, come paint pretty army <laughs> colors and then do complex math to figure out how to get a plus 12 onto a guy. So much math.
0: Bountains and then the Swigs, which are really just the... It's the exact same thing. It's like
1: Same thing without the hero, so you don't get the bite the moon uh, and you don't get... A little uh, more attacks on the cutters and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, it's fine. Here's my boys, the dank whole drug bus. Okay, we're going to talk about him. So, 12 wounds, six move, uh, four up save, seven bravery. Excellent, pretty, pretty decent. I mean, he has a unit of one, so you know, tax profile. Yeah, two inch range on his boulder club, uh, four attacks, threes to hit, threes to wound. wind, rend two damage d6. Just as much swingy fun as you want to have on that. But I have played with this before and rolled quite literally four sixes i have only done it one time and it was against a model that had like two wounds left (laughs) but it was just the fine red mist just came out of this you know you know that
0: sound that happens when you uh swing the baseball bat in uh um super smash brothers you get like the perfect hit oh
1: yeah (laughs) and it's just gone yeah 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 that's what this guy feels like yeah um so at the start he has greater regeneration at the start of the hero phase you heal d6 to the unit um, he has magical resistance. If he's affected by a spell or an ability, you can roll a dice, yep. which is always very important. Uh, <laughs> on a four-up, you ignore it. I like that. Excellent. Yeah, that's just a nice, fun thing. Um, at the start of the combat phase, you roll a dice for each enemy unit within three of him. Um, of any friendly unit with his ability, if the roll is equal to or greater than the number of models in that enemy unit, they take a mortal wound. So, kind of weird, but if he's, yeah. if he's soloing a guy, you just get an extra wound. Yeah. Automatically, probably. Yeah, it's all yeah. right. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things. that's just a little more damage that he does. Yeah, um, it's, it's
0: just it's it's an extra mortal wound that you might be able to hit off on a hero if he's like solo one v one, winning a hero.
1: Yeah. Uh, to start at the end of the combat phase with his crushing grip, you'll pick one enemy model with that hero wasn't lucky enough to run <laughs> away within one end of the unit and roll a dice. If it's equal to or greater than their wounds characteristic, it is slain. Just smushed. Yep. So I mean, that's a three up for a brute. Just, right. Because it's equal to, or greater. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. That's a a three up takes out an annihilator or a brute or like a praetor. I th- like a lot of yeah, big a lot guys, of big chunky things. That you don't want to get killed. You don't want to lose a hundred points because I rolled a, a three up, b- a three. Yeah. And you really don't want to lose three hundred points because I rolled a six and just <laughs> grabbed whatever hero you had nearby your <laughs> went me, and his eye just popped out of his head. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's fun. Um Also. Look at this next thing he's got. The Shepherd of Destruction. Shepherd. Um, this is his favorite ability on the Citadel. When this unit issues the all-out attack command to a friendly spike gets Trogoth unit in the combat phase. They got really specific with that. Um, until the end of that phase, p- add one to the attacks characteristics. Not just plus one to hit. Plus one, it, plus to, one attacks. to attacks. Yeah that's really good that's really good
0: let's talk about the cha trog- let's talk about the, trog- hoss, All the right. trog- real quick
1: real fast Moog is here you can actually bring him he's not bad um he's always been kind of okay he's decently damaging he's a little he's the tiniest little mega boss guy um yeah if you have him and he's kicking around and you got some extra points he's not bad to have in there he also heals um and you can do like some fun abilities with him and stuff mostly the thing is you can just do two up 18 yeah. inch range mortal wound 130 points. He's pretty cheap. Yeah, like he's he's if you've got him, yeah, might as well put him in the list. Uh, and then you have the Dankhold Trogoths, which is just the same version as the Trog Boss, but a little less. So ten wounds, uh, you know, six bravery instead of seven, which doesn't really matter. Same abilities on healing, except D three instead of six. Same magic resistance. Uh, same thing where he does the squiggly beast followers and the same crushing grip.
0: Yeah, but really, it's it's when you're getting that to like so you. I mean, you usually the four attacks but now you've done this all on attack and now they're five attacks and they're plus one to their hit because that's what all on attack does. So now you're talking about fives, you have five attacks, twos and th- uh, twos and twos, negative two, uh, D three plus
1: three damage each. Yes. That is a gross amount of damage. It's too much. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I would like to point something out that I had just now noticed. <clears throat> the Dankhold hold trog boss has the boulder club, which is four attacks, threes and threes run two damage D 6 mm-hmm. The Dankhold Tragos have the Colossal Boulder Club, yeah. which would seem like that would be better than what the hero has. No, it's actually has. worse. Is it? Well, three, four attacks, threes and twos, so it's already better at wound. Ren two, which is the same. Damage d3 plus three, which is more dependable than d6. I kind of like that one better, Wait, which actually.
0: one? The da- we're talking about the Dankhold Trogboss or the Dankhold Trogoths.
1: We're comparing them.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. the Dankhold Trogboss is threes and threes.
1: Yes, and the Trogoths are threes, threes and twos. twos. Yeah, but that's not the hero, right? The trog. Yeah,
0: the trog boss are better than the than the trog boss.
1: That's the only time I think in this game the hero version of a model is worse a little bit. Yeah, he can do more damage with D six, but honestly, I'd rather have D three plus three. Yeah, because that way I can guarantee that I don't roll four ones and go cool, nice. Like I kind of think those weapons should be switched. I think the little cheaper guy should be more swingy, and the hero should be more dependable. But it's interesting that that's how that's set up. Yeah, I think I mean it's set up
0: for your for your trog boss to be there to hit really hard. But really, he is boosting that dank hole, Trogoths. Yeah. How many can you bring in a in a, in a unit? Because they're one they're one each, right? And each I'd...
1: model. Yeah, it's a I believe it's just one.
0: Well, let's go into the back. I uh, the are one. Yeah. Okay. So, but you can reinforce it if you wanted to bring. Yeah. Have two in a unit. That's gross.
1: Yeah. You absolutely could. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you would really want to. Um, well, I I mean, did...
0: for that same reason, if you're if you're issuing the all out attack, then you're talking about two units that are both having five attacks. And then twos and twos, negative two, negative two rend d three plus three. Yeah. So it's ten attacks. It, I mean, I'm talking to like you have a potential of sixty damage.
1: I run two Trog <laughs> bosses because two Trog bosses gives you, like you said, you do the all out attack thing in two different directions if you need it, but also with that battalion, you get an extra artifact yeah. on them. So because the Dankhold Trogoth is not a hero. Correct. So he's just a guy. He's one yeah, of those weird not. things where it's like he you feel like he should be a hero. But he's not. But he's he's just not.
0: a dude. But you can bring two of them. Make him like a nice little do... Oh my god, you could have it as Rocksteady and Bebop. Bebop. I, was literally,
1: <laughs> I was literally just thinking Rocksteady like, and Bebop. <laughs> oh my god. Um, oh, it's really okay. good. Okay, but can we get, uh, can we do Slash and what the hell was the werewolf's name? Oh, I don't remember. Why did they do that in that I movie? All right, here's your, t- here's your Ninja Turtles time because there's a new Ninja Turtles movie coming out. Yeah. Why did they not just use Bebop and Rocksteady? They made two new things. I liked Slash. I thought the Snapping Turtle guy was cool looking, but the werewolf, I was like, why? Why? Why to do that? I should want Bebop and Rocksteady, man. Those two dummies. Oh, yeah. You should totally...
0: Dude, you have to have two. You have to do two. You have to do a Bebop and Rocksteady. All right. Well, that means I have to have a
1: third now because I have to get one to paint (laughs) correctly because I only have one that's not painted. And okay, my favorite my oh, favorite the, the Fellwater Trials. Oh my god. Yeah. So everyone not everyone. I may I may have been politely mocked for leaning into these instead of Rock and Gut last book because I like the vomit guys. I think they're funny. Uh one of them is holding a fish. One of them the one right there is just puking. It's funny and it it hits that need for me to have a really silly army that does really well. Uh-huh. So your opponent with their super serious army is like, These guys are barfing on me and it's working. <laughs> uh and it will now. Yeah. So they have noxious vomit, one inch or six inch range, so obviously real close. They can't like puke. It's not great game puke where they can just puke like nine miles away. Yeah. Uh, twos and threes rend two damage D three. Remember that. Then they have the spiked club, four attacks. Threes and threes rend one damage two. Nice. Um, they regenerate D three. Subtract one from hit rolls that are made with melee weapons used by enemy units when they're within three inches of any friendly unit with this ability. So they don't have to be fighting them. If they're just near some stinky trolls, they can't fight that well. Very nice. And then the Noxious Vomit. Basically, if any wounds caused by this unit's vomit are allocated to an enemy and are not negated, the enemy is drenched in vomit until the start of your next hero phase. While the unit is drenched in vomit. I love that they have to keep saying that. Subtract one from save rolls for attacks that target that unit. Ignore positive modifiers to save rolls for attacks that target that unit. It cannot be drenched in vomit more than once at the same time. I argue with you, sir. I have been to some crazy metal (laughs) bingers. You can be drenched in multiple people's vomit. Uh, You can even choke on vomit. Like the drummer from Spinal Tap that one uh, time. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't his vomit; it was someone else. someone somebody else's. Yeah, someone else's vomit. Um, so, with one attack, so you got a unit of three. That means you've got three attacks: twos and threes. Rend two damage, D three. Chances are you will get at least one point through on a unit, which turns off its ability to get positive saves, positive saves, positive modifiers. Automatically saves. applies a minus one. Yeah. To it, which then you're going to hit them with the rend one that you already have, which is now essentially a rend two. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's good. And six-inch range, they can puke over their buddies. Yes. I don't know how it doesn't get on the guys in front of them.
0: Well, it's because it's already on the guys in front of them, and they don't care.
1: They don't care. <laughs> Maybe they help. It's like yeah. a fireman drill. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, here, puke. He just, <laughs> just puts his hands on the back of his head and just like throws it over him. Yeah, <laughs> it's gross. But yeah, so these, these guys have got to glow up, and I like it. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. The Rock cuts are also pretty good, too. These are your your blue guys. Um these are the look at that guy. He's got a bird on his head that's a helmet. Like, how can these not be Muppets? They just look <laughs> just like Muppets. Look like Muppets. Yeah. Uh, he's, so, got, he's got
0: rocks that he's throwing too.
1: Yeah. So this is where you get a kind of a fun little ranged attack. It's a nine inch range, um, and then one attack, and then a whole bunch of lines. <laughs> and can... it just says see below. Yeah. And then it's like we got to explain this <laughs> one to you. Um, so they are six inch move, four wounds, four save, five bravery. You know, pretty pretty standard stuff like that. Um, They heal D3. They have a ward of 5-up. That's really good. <laughs> That's real nice. Really good.
0: Especially when you have a 4-up save.
1: Yeah. And so, you regenerate. And you regenerate. And
0: you can regenerate and regenerate.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep, and yeah. don't yeah, and don't forget you could also just like throw a life swarm behind them. Yeah, they're just never gonna leave. Just never gonna leave, man. And they can throw boulders. So when you do the shooting thing, you do not use the attack sequence. I like how they like very. Don't do not do it. use it. What's like um, what attack sequence to use? Yeah, there's not one up there. You didn't give me the option. Instead, pick one enemy unit within range and roll a dice. Add one to the roll if this if the target unit has five or more models on a four up, they take a mortal wound. Okay, so what this is is all of your guys get to throw one rock, and if the opponents. Unit has more than five models on a three up to take a mortal wound. That's nice. Yeah, it's not bad. Throw them into a horde. You're probably going to get a three up. And let's see what you get. Three of these guys. So what? Two mortal wounds on average. That's all right. It's, it's not t- bad. Not terrible. Yeah. Especially when you know it's right there. And now you're really just. I mean, it's
0: the it's the little chip damage. So that way, when you come in with your <laughs> two attacks, threes and threes, negative two, three damage each. You're just. It's just clearing Two the way. nothing in this game yeah, is starting sure. off unbuffed <laughs> yeah.
1: that's at least three it's attacks by at the time they attacks. get there probably twos and twos probably rend i think the rend actually on these guys kind of stays the same yeah but my god yeah the amount of hurt you can put on stuff from it feels like old school it feels like when gargans first came out of the gate and you'd put those mega crush or the man crushers up and go well here's 30 attacks and just obliterate everything yeah, I like the Trogas. I I'm glad that you also like the Trogas because we already have a full trog army. I know. So it's I know. You, you have to just, add do you have to add more trogs to your army? No, because we'll get to it. Yeah. Uh, but there's a guy that I might have an entire army of that you can just fucking include one of them. In uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I just did that. <laughs> just slid a Gargant right in there. So what about Scuttleboss on a gigantic spider? This is the guy that if you're going to try to go for the crazy wounds thing, you have to bring him basically yeah. um, because his modified hit roll made by his unit is a six. It does two mortal wounds, and that's for every one of his things. So you have eight chances to do that. However, if the venom is what you have to get the damage off of for that ability or that uh, battle tactic... It's not going to apply, I believe. I don't know. Because, I actually, you know what? Let's go ahead right now. We're going to do a little adventure here. Yeah, because it says they have to have eight mortal wounds caused by the spider venom ability of friendly spider fang units. Well, I guess since it is called spider venom. Yeah, it's called spider venom. I guess that counts.
0: But if it's the unmodified hit roll for an attack made by this unit, is a six.
1: That yeah. causes two mortal wounds.
0: So it's not like if your attacks with the venom spear or the gigantic fangs or anything like that works. You have to get the sixes.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's and, it, and that's it. So you have theoretically you have eight chances to do it. You could get eight mortal wounds off of it because you could also have him doing more on the the sixes. Like you can boost it a little bit. Yeah, all and, it, right. and
0: it could be fives and sixes if you took that other thing.
1: Yeah, and he can fly, and uh, you, when he when he uh, uh, once per battle theme the combat phase he can. Uh, oh, is
0: that is that Nerada?
1: What? Oh, no, he can fly. Sorry, no, no, yeah, he can. Yeah, right. Oh, I'm sorry. He, he can't fly. He can move across terrain features, features in the same... Yeah, because I guess then things that turn off flying don't stop him. Right. It makes sense. Uh, and his little ability is you can pick a friendly spider rider wholly within 12 once per game. The unit, This unit and that unit can retreat, which is funny because their best ability is to run away. Yeah. Uh, then you have a web spinner shaman. Yes, this is the little guy. You might slide him in there to get the stuff um, because he's a wizard and he's crap and he's going to die. He's got a ward of five up, which at least helps him a little bit. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he's got
1: four wounds.
0: It's, yeah, he's, he's so, so squishy. So
1: squishy. Uh, his spell, Speed of the Spider God, um, is a casting value of four and a range of 24. So if it's cast, you pick up a Spider Fang unit wholly within range, invisible until your next hero phase. That unit can run and still shoot and or charge. If it's an eight or more, you pick up the D3 units. Like if you bring in spiders, you probably bring this guy to to throw that stuff out there. Why not? Yeah, why not? You might bring him in another army to have access to the spider lore. Um, maybe, you know, He's got some fun stuff. Yeah. The hardest part is, is the only way to get this model is because he comes with the Arachnurok. So you have to get an Arachnurok. And then you have the model. But if you don't have, like, it's one of those things where I hate that you have to buy a kit to get another piece of a kit yeah. that you want to run individually. What a bummer. Yeah.
0: How about the Spider Riders? They look neat. <laughs> the Spider Riders?
1: Yeah, you, they do. I, I I see a lot of really good paint jobs on them. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can move the sixes on their fangs to a mortal wound, and you'll have two shots per spider. It's all right. Yeah.
0: It's all right. Uh, <laughs> then you have the rock spider with a spider fang war party, which is the, the war party is a bunch of the dudes on the back of a spider.
1: You know what the war party does is it just adds ten attacks at fives and four. <laughs> it's like, okay, and it counts as ten models because it's got ten guys on it. Yeah. Fine. Fine. I, cool. guess? I guess. Like, it doesn't. I don't know. There's nothing that really makes you think that this is much more better than the other versions, except yeah. all of them have the thing with their monstrous fangs on sixes do three mortal wounds. So if you want to get that battle tactic again, you probably need to lean into these guys. However, their monstrous fangs are only four attacks, so you have to get three of them through to do that ability if one unit. I don't know. Then you got some more. You got some more, guys. You got the web webspinner shaman. Yeah, he's been eroded. Uh, he is a hero now. Hooray! He got he <laughs> And a grot. He he upgraded. He, yeah, he just didn't have the grot or um uh hero abilities on him. Yeah. Just this missing is, keywords. This is strange. Web spinner shaman on arachnorock spider keywords add the grot and keyword keywords. Okay. The grot keyword is not on any of the other spiders that have people on them. Hmm. What? Hmm think anybody proofreads i don't i don't think i don't cashing. think anybody, i don't think anybody <laughs> else did either uh um, then you have
0: the retin spider with uh with flinger
1: yeah so the shaman is the spellcaster yep, spell the Spider. spider. Yeah. yeah he he does have the spell to call it real fast uh venom of the spider god casting value of six range of 18 pick a friendly spider fang unit until you start of your hero phase add one to the number of mortal wounds caused by the spider fang ability if they hit on a six if it's 10 or more pick up a d3 units to do that it doesn't change the fives but it gives them an extra wound on the six you can see the synergies you're trying to do with spiders. It's yeah. just, they're so flimsy that I feel like it doesn't quite work. But who knows? I'd love to actually see spiders. I'd love for us to be wrong. And for spiders to be really good and we just don't see it and yeah. they just start climbing up the charts. Just see people running spider fang armies. That would be really cool. They're neat, neat looking. Uh, yeah, so then you have the, the spider with the flinger. <laughs> Which is just a guy with a bunch of dudes with a bows and one, one single shot um well it's it's an attacks characteristic is equal to the number of models in the unit to a maximum of 20 uh if any of those score a hit after all the attacks have been resolved you roll a dice on a two-up it's entangled and it halves its move characteristic that's kind of neat and look a way better web ability literally on the model that has the shittiest web ability (laughs) like guys you can clearly figure this out i mean that's kind of cool like into a horde 20 attacks threes and threes you'll probably pick off a lot of them and do it down but is it worth it i don't know I, if I was going to run any of them, I'd probably run this one just because the ranged means that you can do that to shut down units you don't want to have to deal with while you run up and fight the <laughs> other mm-hmm. ones. And then there's just a guy by himself. Yeah, the Skeeter and Arachnarch, which actually I think you might bring. He's the only one that can ambush. Yes. So he's the one that he's the way you bring in other ones to ambush. They're such cool looking models. It's really a shame. Yeah. Like, and I see people do really cool kit bashes with them with chaos pieces and stuff. But yeah, he can do a thing where he um he ambushes uh blah, blah blah more than nine inches from all enemy units. Um and in addition, at the end of the combat phase, you can say it will do it again, and then you remove it from the battlefield. Yeah. So this guy is like, how lucky do you feel about your nine inch charges? Right. The model. Yeah. Cause if you're feeling good
0: about it, like he's not bad. Like, I mean, you know, it's it's, you know, fours and threes, negative one, one damage each, and then the monstrous fangs are four attacks. Twos to hit. When he's not taking any wounds, yeah. three to, three to wound, minus one ren, three damage each. It's not terrible. No. I think he's relatively cheap, Um, the Skitter Strand.
1: When he's a monster too, yep. so you'll get so all he gets the-
0: a monstrous action. What, what is his prices? Uh, so skitter close. Str-
1: 200. 200.
0: 200 for a monster is not terrible.
1: Uh, but that, uh, that El Guzzler Gargan's coming in at yes, the, I mean Well, yes.
0: The El Guzzler <laughs> Gargan. It, so it, this is the question of like, Which monster do you want? Do you want the one that you can deep strike with? And so you can set up an ambush Mm -hmm. and you can have like, somebody's leaving like a little hero out there that's kind of out on an island, maybe bad positioning and you go, ha ha, surprise, spider. Or do you want the thing that's going to lumber forward and do probably more damage but might get killed before it even gets to the fight?
1: I will choose Mangler Squig. (laughs) Yeah, the correct answer the is mangles mangles quick. Quick. Yeah. Yes. But if you for some reason don't have two of those guys laying around. Yeah. Uh yeah. It it is an interesting. And if you're playing spiders, obviously the gargant doesn't do anything. The right. gargant really doesn't super synergize with well, anything. So you
0: have like any of the other keyword got stuff. Got gloom Gloomspike
1: gets keyword though. Yeah, but like, that doesn't There's some stuff in here that just targets gets that you can yeah. throw on this gargant that's like, "Oh man, I wish this was in my Gargan army to just be able to do that stuff. We'll probably look that up a little bit uh, in a second or later, but I do remember some things that work on this, because that's why I threw one in my trog list, because I was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. he, he gets some stuff. Uh, but yeah, the old Ale Guzzler Gargan, that used to be the only Gargan, was just this guy. Um, he is a man crusher, but kind of worse, kind of better. He can do a charge, uh, an 18-inch 3D6 charge, However, if it includes three dice that show the same number before modifiers are applied, it can't make a charge, and it falls over. I don't know what the chances are for that statistically, but I know it's small Mm -hmm. to roll three of the same number. So, like, that's a free 3d6 charge on this guy. That's kind of cool. He still gets to stuff him in the bag, uh, which is great. And he still gets to fall over on top of something when he dies. But you're getting a lot of attacks, which is what you're getting out of him that's good. Yeah, You know, you're getting the, the massive club, Edba, and mighty kick. Any of those things that go through do a bunch of damage. Yeah, it's, like, a, it's
0: it's a good damage profile. Yeah, and for
1: 140 points for a monster to get the monstrous action, like this yeah. is one of those ones where I'm like, I, I think you might see a couple of our lists that just have a gargant in yeah. them that can kind of solo off on stuff. And, and yeah, do some my damage. my
0: concern always there is that is it five up save and only 12 wounds? Oh, they get shot to death all yeah, the time. Yeah, that, that's the, You've that's played the, against that. my gardens, I know. They, they just, die all they the just time. Die. But
1: do they get over to where they're going fast enough to do enough damage to where you go? I don't care. That was a missile. Yeah, you know. I don't know. I like the gargants, but then I I don't have any spiders anymore, so I have to like the gargants. <laughs> th- People out there, try some stuff.
0: Put put a put a
1: singular spider in some of your lists. Yeah. let,
0: let, let, let do a little deep strike action. Because it doesn't act. Cause I don't even think it says where it, when it has to come out. Right.
1: It's just nine inches away.
0: Yeah, like you don't have like a like a round that it has to come out by. There's no rule on it. Oh yeah. Yeah, no. That's the thing. Is that there's no. Normally like, they do tell you. No, yeah, by normally turn they have three to be like out by turn three. So I mean, you might be two, you'll be two hundred points down, but like
1: round four, all of a sudden it's like there's yeah. a freaking fourteen wound spider that just popped out. Play hardcore mode. Use the ability where you get to put two other units with him. Start the game 500 points under. See if you need them. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want to see. Spider players play on, like, extreme, extreme Dark Souls yeah. Age of Sigmar mode. You start 500 points under in a very not well-proportioned army, and you don't get to bring him in until turn five. Or just don't.
0: Yeah, or just don't. Just, they you just don't, just, leave. Just, don't play, just don't play at all. I, I, I kind of, you know, here's where it is. I want to I want to run him with some trogs. I want to have, like, the trogs. And that's what they're chasing. They've been chasing a spider, and that spider pops mm-hmm. out. Oh, and
1: then they got all run that way, yeah, they it yeah. pops up in a different direction, they all run the other way. Yeah, you, I love this army because you can be playing just your own narrative yeah, game, your own and your opponent's just in the way, kind yeah. of. <laughs> they're playing Spider-Ball. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we got four endless spells. One of the rare four endless spells boxes. Yes. Because they're all threes, what we, well, would you need talk about the, the,
0: mad, the Bad Moon Loon Shrine.
1: Oh, yeah, the Loon Shrine. I, I think everybody kind of knows what this did now. Because yeah. I think they revealed this way before the book. But it's the Loon Shrine. You set it up. to The a giant scenery rules, piece. The giant scenery piece. It's a lot of fun to paint, actually. Um, so it so many bits on it. It is. It's a lot of bits, and you can glue all kinds of stuff to it. Yeah. I have all kinds of extra little things. I got nurglings hiding all over mine. Um, it's got. If you're within 12 inches of it, you count as being in the moonlight. Neat. And it has the thing, the Regeneration. Uh, to start of your turns, you pick a friendly goom spike, Get unit that has been destroyed. A unit pick cannot be a hero, cannot be unique, and must have a wounds characteristic or five of less. Uh, actually, wait, hold on. Can you get Can you get the Palooza? Oh, no. I know they're unique. Gabi- no, Gabi- they're not. Oh, they're not? No. no. Oh. <laughs> I said this is a weird-ass oh, unit. Yeah, but yeah. they are three wounds each, and this is... Yeah, so I guess you... Well, it's a wounds characteristic. Yeah, so you can bring yeah, Palooza back. Cause they're, cause they're Holy shit, the Goblapalooza is a three. three wounds each. There's 15 wounds in that model. Like, it, it can screen. It's very stupid. It's a support unit that screens. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't even catch that the first time around. Um, yeah, so five or less, blah, blah, blah. After you pick a unit that's been destroyed, roll a dice on a four up, which you get to reroll if you're doing the king's thing. Um, half the models from the unit that were destroyed, rounded up, is added to your army, wholly within 12 of the Loon Shrine, and more than three from an enemy unit. More than three from an enemy unit is important because if you've got people coming up on your shrine, you can basically block them off with this. Um, each destroyed unit can only be replaced once and the replacement unit themselves cannot be replaced replacement stabbers and shooters can include up to half as many netters as destroy blah 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 uh, but yeah if you ran nine nine trogs what's half a nine four yeah rounding up or rounding down rounding up so five
0: wait what are the what's the wound characteristics on trog
1: can you, uh they are fours holy shit yeah oh my god so with the opponent <laughs> oh, no finally kills your nine trog pack <laughs> Here comes five more. Here comes <laughs> <Just> five more. <laughs> just straight out of the gate. <laughs> She's like, woohoo! <laughs> it's like that's that's nasty. Uh, I like that. That's really gross. That's why, honestly, I I think the 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 faction thing where you get the re-roll that that was the king's gets right. Yeah, yeah, like that kind of works for almost every army yeah. because that ability, if you're just churning guys out, it's good for anything. So that's what the Moon Shrine does.
0: Very good. Uh, now, we get the, now we get into the. Endless spells. And now four we're of in the them. spells. There's four. So we have Mork's Mighty Mushroom. Do we just want to read through each of these? I I will
1: will speed read them. Yeah, go Here for it. Here we go. All right. Mork's Mighty Mushroom. Uh casting value six, range of six D six. Set it up wholly within range, uh more than an inch from any other models, blah, blah, blah. blah. Only Gloom Spike gets. Uh, at the start of the shooting phase, roll a number of dice for each unit within eight inches of this endless spell equal to the number of models in that unit that are within eight inches of the English spell. For each five up, they take a mortal wound. So it's a little cloud of fungus that hurts stuff. This is the one where if you have to have two on the board, just fucking throw it behind you somewhere and leave it there all game. Little in a, No one's going to go water. deal with it. I mean, it
0: can have it. Like I mean, you can cast it theoretically up to 36 inches away.
1: Yeah. And you the thing <laughs> you have to be careful stupid. of, it hurts you too. Yes. So you have to be smart about it. But if you need to just... Put it on an objective that you can't figure out how to get to and let it sit there and just kill people until you yeah. do get over there. It's kind of nice. The Scrap Scuttle's Arachna Cauldron. <coughs> yeah, this is all you, buddy. Do you, know, I mean, like, you <laughs> want me to summarize this? This is a lot of words to do with two things. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, casting value of five, range of one inch. You put the little cauldron next to the guy you cast. Only heroes can cast it, obviously. A wizard and a garrison can't do it because that breaks the rules physics and no one knows what to do with garrisons anyway. <laughs> Um the endless spell has to stay within a one inches and it counts as the buddy of the guy, like a Griffhound or a Stabgrot. Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. if the endless if the model's slain, the endless spell goes away, all that stuff. Um it can again the model that summoned it can cast one extra spell and in addition, um the if the model that summoned the endless spell is gloom moon clan unit and a gloom spike gets army. It's a lot of weird things. It knows all of the spells. So this basically just gets you the ability to have all the spells, cast an extra one. It's like a big magic book. Yeah. After the start of the endless... At the start of the, uh, after this endless spell is set up, and at the start of each of the hero phases, the commanding player must pick a unit within three inches of the model, assembling this spell, they take a mortal wound. Because it, like, eats people to get magic and stuff. Well, alright, you brought 60 grots. It's blood magic. Yeah. Yeah. Just kill, put a grot in there. Yeah. Cool. Just throw him in the pot. Like, that's it. Um... And I like that if no other units within three of the model some of the you must be picked. Well, of course. That's very traditional. You know, I summoned the evil, and now it hurts me. Yeah. But who cares? You get access to all the spells. And if you brought that one for free, and you toss it out there, now you have all the spells for free. Pretty slow. Scuttle Tide is a spell with a bunch of little spiders on it. It is. Yeah.
0: It's, for, it's a predatory spell. Yeah. But anyway... For our Scuttle Tide, uh, this endless spell is summoned with a spell that has a value of 7. Uh, add 1 to casting rolls for the spell if it is sp- cast by a Spider Fang wizard. Uh, and if successfully cast, set up the endless spell within 8 inches of a terrain feature that is visible to the caster, and more than 1 inches from all models. Other endless spells and invocations. Only Gloom Spike gets wizards can attempt to. Ca- uh, to- Cast the spell. Uh what this spell does is it has a scuttling horde. Uh, at the after this endless spell has moved, the commanding player can pick one unit within one inches of the of this endless spell and roll eight dice. For each five up, that unit suffers one mortal wound. And in addition, roll eight dice for each unit that finishes a normal move, run, retreat, or charge move within six inches of this endless spell. For each five up, that unit suffers one mortal wound. Spider Fang units are not affected by this ability. And then in addition, while this endless spell is holding within 12 inches of any Arachnorok units, it can only be dispelled with a dispelling roll of a 9 plus. So, I got a trick. Okay. Right? You got a little you got a little wizard. Uh-huh. He's doing a thing. He's like, ooh, I'm next to a little scenery. I'm next mm-hmm. to a, like a little scenery piece here. I'm gonna cast this scuttle tide. tide comes out, tide moves. Mm-hmm. Then your arachnorock comes out. Oh yeah. And now the scuttletide it's not affecting the Arachnurok. So you've got like a big spider and then a swarm of little baby spiders you, underneath them. You
1: screened a lot of the board
0: out. <laughs> too. A lot of the point. board out. Yeah. And it's just like this there. It's just like this predatory thing. That's like dealing out some mortal wounds and your and your Arachnurok is kind of there dealing out some damage. This, this is, this is my little spider combo. You I like Arachnurok and a Skulltide. And the Tide, I think is cheap too. It's only, it's 85 points. So yeah. It's a little more expensive. It's,
1: little, it's actually more than I thought it was going to. Be. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was doing like 50. Um, um However, uh, so it used to only be Spider Clan only. Now they just get a plus one to doing it. That's cool. Yeah, like I like this. It's a wall we got a couple other endless spells that basically work like this that are walls. I really appreciate commitment to the theme that it's eight dice every time. Uh huh. I appreciate that, guys.
0: But also, like, you do this with my with my with my trogs. Have like Scuttle Tide, and then a Ratnarok, and yeah. the wizard, and then it's like, oh, you've I've now funneled <laughs> you, you into the rest of my to like the rest of the trog herd.
1: I also, if you get the trucks too close and they take a damage or two, who cares? Who cares? They're going to regenerate. Yeah, they're probably fine. Okay, if, the anything, if anything, they're going to box you in. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I want them to get hurt. Yeah. That way the guy... Oh, wait. You can hurt him, hurt your general, have him step on his buddy, and go crazy. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> it's, hurt it's, your own models. It's so stupid it just might work. It's, I like a game where you can kill your own army and your opponent's like, what? Stop it. <laughs> like, no. No. I will explode all of these guys. Uh and, and then, then finally the moon. Yeah, the moon.
0: So the uh moon is cast on a twelve. Uh or uh, sorry six. cast <laughs> on a six. <laughs> Ooh, God. Yeah. Ha- cast on a six has a range of twelve, um, and you set it up uh wholly within uh, visible to the caster more than one inch from all models, blah 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 blah. Uh it is a predatory spell, so it has a uh it move up to twelve inches and can fly. It has two abilities the Malevolent Intentions. After this Endless Spell has moved, roll a dice for each unit within three inches of it. On a two-up, that unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. Gloomspike gets units are not affected by this ability. And then there's also the Lurid Light. While this Endless Spell is controlled by a model in a Gloom Spike gets army, Gloomspike gets units in the same army are affected by the Light of the Bad Moon while they are wholly within 12 inches of this Endless Spell, which is super handy when you need something to be under the Bad Moon, and
1: you can just, it's like, oh, I have a second moon. So yeah, you have... The moon. Yep. And then you have Smagrot. Yep. Who has the moon? Who has the moon? And then you
0: have the malevolent malevolent moon, moon. that's also that is is, that actually is a moon.
1: And this army will let you run wolves, so you can (laughs) run wolves with three moons. You can finally have the T-shirt, the classic, (laughs) classic T-shirt, three moon wolves right there. Except the wolves suck. Yeah. The meme so ner- doesn't work, GW. <laughs> well, the meme works. It's just it's just really bad. It's just really meme actually. Yeah, it's just really yeah. memey. It's not bad enough that I want to play it, though. Like it didn't cross all the way into like the Corindus yeah. meme where I'm like, I'm gonna commit to this now.
0: And then uh, the Glimpse by gets can ally orc Warclans, and that's it. That's their only ally. Yeah.
1: What would you put in here from War Because now, now that we've got through the book, we let's do a little, a little final thoughts thing. You don't think there's anything in War Clans? I I don't know. I feel like maybe the Cruel Boys shooting might be helpful because it's really good direct damage that can pick, like, a unit and take the it out. Problem,
0: the only problem that I see with that is that you, like, there's so many buffs that you need to give to Cruel Boys
1: for them to be effective. Yeah, I mean, you you would be banking on them because they're, like, crappy long strikes, basically. <laughs>
0: really shitty long strikes, yeah. yeah. But, um,
1: like, maybe the big the big bow that does, like, 66 damage to a monster. Because this army doesn't have a ton of ways of dealing with, like, big monster targets. It's got a lot of minus ones to throw out and stuff. Yeah. But your damage potential, besides the Boingrot stabbing, like, the running and stabbing, isn't super big, at least as far as I'm being able to tell. So maybe something to, like, take down a monster. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know what you would want to put in there. Yeah,
0: I'm trying to think of, like, speed-wise, because there's not, like, outside of, like, the Squigs and bon rats there's not,
1: like, everything else is pretty slow. Yeah, Pig Bikes, but, like, the, without buffs, they're not as think, good. Yeah, The Bone Splitter's boars are, would just be in the way. Right. Although, maybe, I don't know, a pack of 20 Bone Splitters is another giant meat shield of nonsense your opponent has to get through. True. It could just be like, oh, I'm just going to throw these guys yeah. over here. Uh,
0: the, the thing that I think I like the most about the Gloom Spike, this Gloom Spike Gets book, is just, there's a lot of, like, you know, you have, like, a couple of different flavors that you can play with, but you have, I think enough flexibility because most of the stuff is pretty cheap. Um, that you can put in some different tricks. Like yeah. it's a trick. It's a tricksy army. There's it is a lot of weird things that, as an opponent, you kind of have to deal with, get kind of work around. And because there's so many different flavors of play in this, in this book, it's, it's a little bit difficult to actually even know necessarily what your opponent's doing until you're actually seeing it happen on the table. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that this is—it's a really cool army to look at when you see it across the table. But if you don't have the knowledge of this book, you are going to go, "What "What the hell am I looking at? (laughs) Like, what what is going on? Those things did rend two damage two, (laughs) run in charge plus two run in charge wounds. Like, like the amount of stacking bonuses you can get here." Almost gets to the point that you will have to show your opponent multiple pages to go, no, okay, listen, here's how I got to do that 48 mortal wound damage. It is correct. And, like, walk them through all this stuff. Because it's such a, if, then, kind of, you know, get this buff, do this thing, and then get these guys to give them the buff, and then charge them in and, like, do that. But when you do it, it's like shaking up a can of dynamite and bees and just throwing it into an army. Right. Because it's going to kill a ton of stuff. I think, I like this book a lot. I'm really glad because it brings everything up to a good level and... With the exception of the, the Squigs, I don't think it's imbalanced. I don't think the Squigs are terribly balanced, but they are, if you want to go meta, I think right now Squigs is the way to go.
0: Yeah, Squigs, squigs is, I mean, that was kind of the way that the Gits were played previously. Yeah, like, like, Squigs were meta, other Gits were fun, and, like, you could win with them. Like, they're, that's... You know what? That's the thing that I like the most is it. it it's not impossible to win with anything in this no. book, maybe other than
1: spiders. You can technically <laughs> win because your opponent might have brought Slanesh. That's true. Or cruel boys. Or, or cruel boys. <laughs> One of the other worst uh. armies. <laughs> Although we got those new Slanesh and corn models and those new mm-hmm. Slanesh and corn books is coming out. Yeah, I still haven't coming. painted my Slanesh from the last book. <laughs> where I bought a bunch of mortals and went, oh right, I hate the demons, yeah. and just never painted just them. Never, never worked. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, like there's just there's just neat stuff. Yeah. Like,
0: like I have a thing that like i there's a thing in here for me to play that I would that I look at and go that would be a fun army. I can already kind of theory craft it in my head, put all that together and go that would be fun. I want to play that
1: I think that's what the to me the the what makes a really good book there's like there's like three pillars one is balance. does the book okay, so three pillars being one is balance, is it balanced with the book itself, and is it also balanced in the current meta like is the book set up to where? You're just gonna pick one sub-faction and run this hero and this unit because my god, why not run it? Mm-hmm. You know, versus like this, where I'm like, Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff, but there's a lot of fun stuff to throw in. Scragrot's the only like must have, I think. Yeah. Scragrot probably want a Palooza or Snufflers to do with some cool buffs, but like that's less. But Scragrot, you're gonna want him. So that's like the first one. The second one is does reading the book make me, like, go, oh, that's cool? Yeah. Like, and these abilities match up with stuff. And this one, it does. I like that. It's got, it's nice synergy. And the third thing is, dude, the models make cool armies look nice on table pretty. <laughs> yeah. Like, because sometimes you get a really cool thing, and you're like, this looks neat. I don't want to play Lumineth. Mm-hmm. I like the way that in one of the new books, I theorycrafted the list. I'm like, I would have fun with this. It's a kind of a traditional, castle-y, shooty, move-forward list. I just don't want to paint the models. So. Yeah that misses that pillar this book is like what do you like do you like nonsense do you like lsd kids we got everything we got lsd kids these kids are that's the one guy with the little guys is doing he's giving kids drugs like this book is visually very interesting it's balanced i think pretty well although it leans a little heavy on squigs right now in terms of the meta uh, who knows i like i don't know because we it hasn't been out there long yeah enough it hasn't really been see. it hasn't been in the wild yet like when when we get a couple more months worth of information on it, we'll know. And where when it is. they fix the rest of the keywords. Yeah, when they go back through and fix you added a keyword to a guy that the other two guys don't have. Yeah. That's a silly thing.
0: Yeah, there's there's some broken keywords in this book. There are there are certainly some things that have not
1: this one needed a little bit more proofreading. Yeah, that does kind of feel like out of um because it was like gets out of all the books that have come out this one does feel a little bit more like a 2.0 book where it comes out and you're like oh, they, oh boy well I can just stack all that okay they're gonna want to change that yeah. like this one feels a little <laughs> like it's like it snuck out a little that's faster
0: clearly not what the intention was fuck please don't play this as rules is written as of right now yeah please
1: don't try to do these nonsense combos obviously this is not like the gabapalooza stacking was like that's not supposed to happen you're not supposed to be able to give a unit REN four yeah or something like that or yeah, plus yeah, four yeah. like it's obviously not what they meant but I like that there is a lot of stuff in here that you go, oh, okay, I guess that is what I'm supposed to do. Like it's very powerful yeah. and, and neat. It's got it's a lot just, of cool it's tricks. Clearly,
0: the sort of trick that they were aiming for, like the types of art, like units that can be combined together to make something more fancy. Yeah,
1: Fancyful? synergistic, synergizing. You gotta synergize these fools <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I have one giant complaint. Go for it. It's a fucking same cover. Yeah, the cover sucks. Guys, fast. come on. Stop doing this. <laughs> like, seriously. GW, just get another piece of art for the cover. I, I'm going to rant about this on every single show. Because totally do it. when I went to pick up the, my book, I picked up my old Gits book. Obviously, the red spine should have cued me off. But I literally was about to walk out the door with the wrong Gits book. And I was like, wait. that's Because I had it out to look at changes mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. the new one. Like, guys, just put a new cover on all the new books. Please.
0: Yeah. It was great. It was great when we moved to like the last go around because we had all the red binders. But now that we're in like round two of books, now you have you like if you're not going to change this, you
1: gotta you gotta put new artwork on the front. Look at this giant center spread of a bunch of Stormcast fighting a bunch of Gits. What a cool cover that might have been. Look at this giant picture of Scragrot hurling down Moon. What a cool cover. That, yeah, I'm just saying, there's a lot of cool art they already had on there. But that's really my biggest complaint with the book is yeah. that I don't like the fact that they did that art the same way. Um, Yeah. So overall, I would say this book rates a solid five out of 17 squigs, which is a metric that means nothing to anybody.
0: I give give this two testicle bouncings.
1: Oh, good. And he just did, folks, right there in front of me without using his hands. So we got to go to the doctor now. So I guess that's uh, especially because
0: they're twisted. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> no, they didn't come back down. So I think yeah. we need to go ahead and get you to ER. I'm, I'm, I'm
0: in a lot. Of, I'm in a lot of trouble. We
1: should probably. Uh, we should probably. get really sure, her guys. Yeah, we should probably get out of here. Oh so uh, for the Atlanta oh Podcast, <sighs> I'm Josh and I'm Zach saying, "Call an ambulance." Yeah
2: like
0: that y'all it's like that it's like that we did a great job